Okay, and welcome to episode 7 of the Famicast. This will probably be the final episode of the year. And um, with me is, as always, Mr. Danny Ishaw Bivens. Hello, please. And back from the dead is uh, Mr. Matthew Walker. Hey, forget about it. <laughs> Master of translating. And uh, we have a special uh, fourth man, special guest today. And uh, it's Mr. Dan Koopman. Hello. Better known as Nintendan on the internet. Everywhere and anywhere. Yeah, good except, to have you with us, Dan. Surprisingly enough, except for Nintendo World Report, that's where I'm just being known as Dan. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I'm mm. a big fan of your work, Dan, before you joined the website. It's, it was great to have you, you know, come on on the team. It was great. Thank you. Nintendan, world famous. <laughs> so, yeah, um, this, like I said, this will be the last episode of the year. So we're gonna, it's going to be kind of a, I don't know, festive bumper edition, probably a little bit longer than usual. Got all sorts of exciting things uh, to talk about, lots of games to talk about, and just so many megaton news events that seem to happen this week. And we'll talk about all of those, uh, the 3DS update and all the other stuff that happened this week, and lots of games, so many games to talk about. And uh, also a little bit of a kind of a leftover feature that um, we wanted to do during the live show. Um, because uh, I hope you all, you guys have listened to the live show by now. Um, but as you know, we had some awesome special guests. The guys from Mate 4 came on and uh, recorded with us. And uh, so we initially didn't know that those guys were going to be on. It was just going to be me and Danny. So we had like a little musical quiz planned uh, to kind of uh, people to play along and win something. So we we couldn't we didn't do that. So we're going to do that in this episode, and you guys can listen along and hopefully win something. So let's get started with our new feature, the Life in Japan feature. Uh, hopefully somebody's got something to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> a raise of hands. No, that doesn't work on an audio podcast, Oh, does man. It? I was raising both hands. How didn't you see me? <laughs> okay, Danny. Yes. Smart Alec. You can start. <laughs> Do you have something you want to talk about? Um, nothing really in particular other than, I mean, obviously it's December and the Christmas is. season is upon us. And, yes. um... I thought it'd be interesting this month to talk about how Christmas is in Japan because it's very different coming, you know, coming from America where, you know, Christmas is all about what Santa Claus and candy, whatever presents and uh, the other stuff too. And, you know, you come to Japan and I mean, there is stuff like that too, but it's just a very, very different experience. And, um, Don, I mean, maybe you, you did, maybe you know some of this stuff from maybe uh, reading or seeing things on the internet or whatever, but, um, Living here is quite a different beast in and amongst itself. And yeah. I know I know that James and, and Matt, I mean, they're probably aware of this too, coming from, you know, the UK and then Matt coming from the US, uh, how different things can be here. And I thought, you know, we can just talk a little bit about that this month. That yeah, be, I'm cool to talk yeah. about um, Kurismasu. <laughs> yes. well, well, you know, Santa or Santa-san. Yes, um, Santa-san. Well, it's not actually called Santa-san. It's actually called Annual Gift Man. <laughs> in Japan, true story. What? 
What? Are you joking? No, I never that's heard a, this. No, no, no. That's an obscure Simpsons reference. Okay, I was going. I was going to say I. Hmm. It's like I work with children, and I never heard them say that. So. No, but it's something you could just imagine. You know, <laughs> it, it being in Japanese, right? You, you, you can definitely, you know, imagine that like trans, some translation somewhere yes. Would, would, yes, certainly become like annual gift man, right? Exactly. Right. I mean, Japanese is a very literal language, isn't it? It's you know. <laughs> So yeah, annual gift man approaches, and, uh, bringing presents in his robotic sled. Yes. So now uh, we're mixing in, mixing in Futurama too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, there's no chimneys in Japan, so you know he yeah. has to get in through the I don't know internet connection. <laughs> Either that or just crash through the crash through the ceiling. Even then, right? I mean, internet connection. You know, Japan didn't really have really. You know, a lot of PCs, people in their homes didn't really have a whole lot of PCs until like the last 10 years or so, right? Like, they were kind of uh, slow with that kind of stuff. So, he probably had to find an even different way to get in uh, before that. Well, yeah. Cable. Phone wire. Cable yeah, and people probably had their doors unlocked all the time. So, you could just, you know, step right in if you wanted to. Take his shoes off at the Gencon at the, uh, the, the door there. <laughs> yeah, he takes his shoes off always. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Announces himself. I'm sure he has to announce himself to be more polite. Uh, <laughs> seriously, the, the fun thing about, well, the interesting thing about J- Japan and Christmas for anyone who doesn't really know, uh, it, I, I'm not sure how it is in, I would assume, in, uh, you know, Europe, it's similar to America in that uh, for Christmas, for those who celebrate Christmas, you, you tend to spend that day with your family, right? Right. Yeah. Um, but in Japan, it's, 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 they've kind of switched switched up Christmas and New Year's in the sense that for Christmas in Japan, you tend to spend it with, you know, your, your boyfriend or girlfriend, you know, husband, wife, uh, you know, your lover, if you will. And then it's New Year's that you spend with your family. Right, right, right. right? They've, they've turned Christmas into Valentine's Day part two. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's one of the, the interesting things is, is uh, you know, I mean, I, growing up in, you know, Detroit where I'm from, you know, every Christmas we'd get up, we'd open our presents, and we'd go off to, you know, the family, you know, visit the extended family, right? Where, whereas over here, you know, I don't know anyone that does that, you know, on Christmas. Uh, well, I mean, heck, let's be honest. Over the last, Christ, you know, five years or so, I've, I've been working on Christmas every single, you know, every single time. <laughs> since you came to Japan, right? Yeah. Yeah, since I came to Japan. <laughs> yeah, I worked the first two Christmases I came to Japan. I, I quickly worked out it's a lot easier to call in sick. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I can have a proper Christmas. Mm-hmm. Also, at this point, I'd like, you know, to point out that not everyone celebrates Christmas, right? Um, sure. Also, I think in Japan, Japan is probably the most like non-denominational country because like Christmas has no religious meaning at all in Japan, or well, anything does. Nothing does here. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Christmas is just—it's just you know a fun. Well, okay, for kids, I mean, it's, you know, it's just a fun type of thing. There's no religious undertones or anything like that. It's just about right. you know kind of having fun and enjoying yourself. Right. Um, but then again, with adults, it's just, well, I guess it's kind of the same way, but just with your boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah whatever so it really is annual gift man day (laughs) there's nothing nothing else associated with it yeah so uh on the 24th 24th christmas eve people basically celebrate christmas on that day don't they they have they have the party they have the the christmas food and uh stuff like that and then they all go to kfc (laughs) which is the weird point right they, they all get their like reservations in for their chickens oh yeah you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a month, ahead of time. month in advance. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they have some really cool stuff you can get from KFC. I mean, yeah, you get like a rotisserie chicken, you get like a cake, and you get like an awesome, you know, Christmas whatever the year is plate, and 
you know, I guess if you collect those type of things, <laughs> great for you. So um, I've heard several theories about why Japanese people go to KFC. So like one theory is that the colonel kind of like if you put a red hat on him he looks like santa actually in my station we have a kfc and now they have him dressed up in a santa hat and santa outfit there you go no so that's, that's one theory yes and the other theory is that you know in the 70s or whatever when kfc was becoming popular in japan like it was like so many Westerners, so many Gaijin were like crowding into KFC on that day because they wanted to get their, you know, something similar to turkey because you can't get turkey in Japan. So they went to KFC to get some chicken. So then Japanese people kind of misunderstood this as like, that's what all Americans do or Westerners do on Christmas Day. So they, yeah. it became more and more popular to have, you know, if you wanted to have an American, in quotation marks, style Christmas, you would get KFC. Yeah. So and this kind of, and then maybe KFC kind of caught on to that, and then they started promoting right. Christmas, and it just it kind of snowballed, if yeah. you pardon the pun, uh, <laughs> to like this huge event. So now it's like, you know, it's like Valentine's Day or something. Just That's like completely. Those well, are some anyway. really, really interesting ones there. What I had heard was, uh, yeah, that uh, in your in the later half of your second explanation there, you mentioned that uh, it, it was a marketing thing, right? And what I had heard was that, right. yeah, basically KFC marketing, you know, just decided that, yeah, we're going to, you know, show Japanese people and say that, like, yeah, this is what, you know, Americans do on Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so you should yeah. too. And wink, then, like, wink. Right. And, you know, I'm sure at the time it was probably, you know, during the bubble or something like that where, uh, you know, uh, the, the whole idea that they could be like Americans might have had, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, cultural uh, importance to them where they decided, oh, yeah, we're totally going to do this. And, yeah, now it's just like a phenomenon, isn't it? I mean, it's incredible to see the lines outside of KFC on Christmas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Incredibly. I mean, and it's, it's not just like KFC where you can get the fried chicken, too. I mean, if you walk around, like, any type of convenience store or something like that, especially around, like, a crowded area, you'll see uh, usually cute you know, maybe high school girls or whatever. You're like, oh my god, you want to buy some chicken? You know, not quite like that. I mean, imagine yeah, they're that's talking. How they talk. Yeah, that's oh my god, just like that. Um, <laughs> you can tell a little bit. Of, a little bit of the typical American just came out and Danny there. He he, yes. he was about to say cute, and then he stopped and he said, yeah, yeah, the, the high school girls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah. It comes so, up a lot on the family cast with my hey, <laughs> with hey. Danny, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, uh, so you, you know you can get your chicken that way, and they always also promote one other very important Christmas item that if you don't have, then that's just weird. If you don't have your Christmas cake, um, right, right. <laughs> good old, good old uh, strawberry sponge cream cake, <laughs> the classic Christmas cake. Yes. So I don't know about you guys, but I know in America, my family, we never. I mean, yeah, we have like cakes and stuff like that at Christmas, but that's not the thing. It's right. like my mom always made cookies, so we oh, always had cool. tons and tons of and tons of cookies, and that was great. You know, you know, being a boy growing up, eating tons of cookies, getting cavities and stuff like that. So that's awesome. But <laughs> sounds like heaven. Tons <laughs> and tons of cookies. Yes. So I want to know what Dan thinks because you yes. know, you, you Americans, you basically just copied off the British Christmas and screwed it up. But, um, <laughs> you know, the European, the the real European side of it. You know. That's where St. Nicolaus comes from, right? That's where Santa yeah. Claus originates. Yeah. So, Dan, what do you think of all this crazy Japanese Christmas stuff? You know what? Um, as far as Christmas are concerned, I don't really care because we barely celebrate <laughs> a good form of Christmas. Uh, because we oh, still really? fin 
still celebrate Saint, Nic Saint Nicholas, which is on the fifth of December, which just passed. So, all right. Yeah. So you already got your presents. Yeah, I got Mario Kart oh, Seven cool. from that. So nice. All right. <laughs> Sweet. Happy Saint Nicholas Day, I yeah. guess. Happy oh, December fifth. Oh, very belated, but <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a week late already. I think the only thing we really do at Christmas is having a dinner or two, like one at the mother's family, one at the father's family, then basically be done with it. Um, yeah. We started doing less because um, older people get old and not very interested in doing any dinners anymore. So Christmas <laughs> is... do get old. Yeah. So, Christ <laughs> so Christmas has basically become, oh, I can watch all evening television now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So on the twenty fifth or the twenty fourth, you you don't really do anything. Um, we have a dinner. That's about it. Um, okay. So what what would you rather have then? Because you sound pretty disinterested in your own culture there, Dan. Yeah. So <laughs> would you rather have that or you know what the Japanese do? Eat fried chicken on the twenty fourth. <laughs> I would take the Japanese one, thank you. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Well, you'll fit right in here then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you come over next year, we'll we'll all take you out for fried chicken. How's that? <laughs> or to Seven Eleven to get you some fried chicken. Well, <laughs> I may do that. Now we're talking about uh, you know kind of Japanese cultural things in relation to Christmas. Uh, another thing that I'm sure you guys have noticed is that uh, they're really big on having like certain areas, certain public areas, uh, put up their what, what they call illumination, right? So their Christmas lights, right? It's always it's always fun trying to explain to Japanese people that like no we don't say illumination for Christmas lights in the West because you know it's that's one of those you know bastardized you know English words yeah, that no, they no. use. And... We 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 say that in the UK we say well, we you're, them, yeah. you're weird you guys are weird okay maybe we're Come maybe on. we're weird hmm. hey Matt I know what you mean I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you how to speak English boy <laughs> <laughs> we could have a fun conversation about that as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, people, people don't, for the most part, at least, you know, in the city here, uh, people don't really have really big homes that they can, you know, adorn with Christmas lights or whatnot. So, uh, they don't really do that. And then instead they just, you know, go to these public places to enjoy the Christmas right, lights. Right, right. However, there's one family near my place who go mental. <laughs> like they've got a, they've got like a house, uh, quite a big house and they, it's just, it looks like a mini miniature Disneyland. They've got like, I don't know, Mickey Mouse like statues in the garden. <laughs> Wait, are you sure it's not literally Disneyland? It, it, it might as well be. It might as well be sponsored by it. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe they work for Disney or something. They seem to have like things that you know I've seen in Disneyland. I think they've stolen some of these items. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, they probably just paid out the ass for it. Is all they did. You know, they were they probably <laughs> just they're just like Disney otaku. Because God knows, <laughs> Japanese people love them some Disney man. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's why you get the Disney remix version of games, right? You know, it's not it's not a coincidence. Oh, yeah. They can sell big here. And that's why Nintendo dabbled in what Disney cards, playing cards, back in like the '60s or something. Oh yeah, that's how that's how they they started really making money on those, yeah. those playing cards, like, on those Hanafuda too, right? Is uh, yeah, it's like oh my god, Mickey, characters. yeah, Mickey's on there. Yeah, yeah. it's like oh right, cool. Very true. awesome. That's awesome. We managed to bring it back to Nintendo. Good. Very nice. I was going to go for Mickey's Speedway yeah. USA. Hmm. There you go. Hey, that works too. I, th I think my my biggest Nintendo Christmas memory is like two years ago when all that Desire in Japan came out. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, but I was on uh, the Christmas Eve, and I started uploading, like, every single day, like, two or three videos, and everybody was like, celebrate Christmas, damn you. <laughs> I was like, I don't celebrate Christmas very much. <laughs> there he is, earning the Nintendo name there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Actually, yeah, okay, that's a, that's a good topic. Let's just briefly go through our favorite, you know, gaming slash Nintendo Christmas-related uh, memories. Uh, mine is quite clear. I remember uh, back when the Super NES was uh, just released, um, I actually asked my parents, I said, I don't care if I get a Genesis or a Super NES, just get me one of them. Because I have half my friends at a Super NES, half my friends at Genesis, you know, either or, doesn't matter. And uh, so it was basically, you know, my parents' fault that I'm a Nintendo fan. Basically. Oh, man. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> they, they chose, chose wisely. They chose wisely, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I would have asked them to take the Genesis back after like a few months <laughs> of playing Sonic 1 repeatedly. Um, but like my mum did the, the classic uh, fake out. So, you know, I had like a bunch of like small and medium sized presents. I'm like, you know, I was like relatively happy, but I was kind of like, oh. I didn't get anything that good this year. And, you know, everyone's, like, finished opening their presents. They're all done. You know, we're kind of, like, you know, putting the wrapping away or whatever. And then it's like, oh, James, why don't you check behind the sofa there? <laughs> I'm like, <Cool>. why? <laughs> so I look behind and there's this huge box. Slide it out. Rip it open. It's the uh, Super Mario World uh, pack-in. Nice. Super NES. Awesome. I was like, basically like the Nintendo 64 kid. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming. That was oh, you. That was me. If YouTube was around at that point, I would have been on it. Cool. You were cool before the Nintendo for the Nintendo sixty four kid was, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your face. Nintendo sixty four kid. Yeah. I wonder where that guy is now. <laughs> He's probably making millions in Hollywood or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think he works for an electronics store in uh, somewhere in the yeah. US. Yeah, I think there was Seriously? a video video on that where he actually showed what he do does now do in real life, and they wanted him to react a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna check that out, man. That's He's like selling drugs or something. I don't know. Cool. <laughs> man, who better do to hawk electronics than the N64 kid? Seriously, man. I don't know. I I just guessed at that. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, that would be know. good though. He could be a car salesman. Who knows? <laughs> How about Danny? How about you, man? What's what's your favorite Christmas moment? Got a lot of them, and a lot of them Nintendo related. But um, I think maybe my favorite one had to have been when I was in I was a freshman in high school. It was a uh, 1998 Christmas, and you know that year Zelda came out. You know, Ocarina of Time, and I was really really pumped for the game. I'd been reading about it forever and stuff like that. So it was one of the things I asked my parents for. Christmas, or excuse me, Santa Claus for Christmas. Excuse me, annual gift man. Excuse me, annual, annual gift man. man. Excuse God. me, St. Nicholas. Okay, well, okay, this could, this I, asked, I asked a certain entity for <laughs> operative time for Christmas. And, <clears throat> yeah, and so, I mean, that, that was just, not only that year did I get, <clears throat> excuse me, not only that year did I get Ocarina of Time, I also got Pokemon Red. I also got WCW versus NWO Revenge, and I also nice. got Star Wars Rogue Squadron on the game on the GameCube on the um, N64. Hot that damn, was freaking that's... awesome. And then my younger brother got a PlayStation One that year too, and some Hot cool games. Damn, that is a good Christmas, man. Jesus, that was yeah, that was probably the coolest game-related Christmas 
ever. It was just so boss. After that, you, you probably didn't need any more gaming-related stuff for at least six months, man. I was good. <laughs> six I was months. good, man. <laughs> at least, I mean, or hell, probably until the next Christmas, because, Gosh. man, you could, geez, just with that uh, WCW NWO game alone, man, you could just play that. If you had, especially if you had a brother, man, you guys could oh, have yeah. just gone on with that forever. I, I had, yeah, I had two brothers, so, I mean, it was awesome. It was just a really good Christmas, and God, that was great. Man, so those great. wrestling games were popular. All my friends had those games. I mean, I wasn't into it, but, you know, I was just kind of forced into playing those, you know, four-player <laughs> games, you know, tag team matches oh, or whatever. Man. Sure. You didn't enjoy those at all? Well, I, I kind of did, but it's just like, I didn't, didn't of? get why you, they were so popular. <laughs> it's like every single one of my friends had at least one of those wrestling games, and I was the only one who didn't. I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> oh, man. It's just, it was, those games, especially at the time, you know, they captured the experience so well, but then also there's just something about, like, if you're really getting into them, playing them, it, there's a really good balance in the gameplay that, like, you know, you could be, you know, trying really hard and going really back and forth like a real wrestling match, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it, it, yeah, <laughs> it's just real had... in quotation marks. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, but... at least the, uh, the, uh, the end result isn't pre-planned in the games, right? Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's actually That's... up to the skill of the player. Yep. Or, or a little bit of luck too. I think I can talk about one memory of how it is, um, as a Nicholas related one. So no Christmas really. Um, That's cool. Um, so the, not many Nintendo systems, at least in Europe, come out around Christmas. And the only one that really did was the Wii, which was yeah. like five days before it was December 5th. And I couldn't find it anywhere. And I pre-ordered like five places to get one. So like, <laughs> I was like, ah, I'm bummed out now. So it was 5th December, everybody got their presents. And I got like this very big box. And I didn't know what it was. And I opened it, it was a Wii. And apparently nice. my dad was like at 4 a.m. in the morning in the store to get me one. Nice. Wow, holy crap, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Your dad is a cool guy. Yeah. Indeed he is. Wow. He still plays so Mario 2 on my Wii till this very day. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah. He is parents, a cool guy. Yeah. My parents take, refused to... We could take your dad, and then we could take uh, Danny's mom, who makes yes. know, a load of cookies. And, <laughs> and that would be kind of heaven. It'd be awesome. And gain a lot of weight. That's fine. <laughs> Cool. So, um, Matt, I guess you're the last to go. Well, I yeah, I mean, just like you guys, you know, I've gotten plenty of you know Nintendo related things for Christmas my whole life. But um, I I think the one that sticks out the most is just when I got my first you know NES, my Nintendo Entertainment System. When I was I don't even know how old I was anymore. For some reason, I want to say it was like I want to say it was like 1989 or something. But it probably probably way before that, since you know the NES came out in '85, right? I don't think I had to wait that long for an NES. But oh man, when I got that, and you know, I was finally able to play Super Mario Brothers on my own television and everything, and play Duck Hunt, it was just like, holy mother of God, this is the greatest <laughs> thing ever. Did your parents help you set it up? Yeah, yeah, and I do remember, uh, you know, my dad setting it up. It was, it's interesting. It was like, for some reason, my grandmother got it for me for Christmas, but, huh. but we were at my mom's house, and my parents had just recently divorced, I think. So, but for, so my dad was over there to see it, <laughs> to see me play or whatever. So he hooked it up to the TV. So I remember him hooking it up to the TV, and I remember seeing that, you know, that little gray box on the, um, on the the cable the cable that plugs into the TV for the first time and just going what is this thing so <laughs> yes yeah. the you know definitely the NES that was that's the biggest one that sticks out for me yeah. sweet well, I yeah. guess it all it depends on your age doesn't it like your your strongest memory usually is like either the first console or like the first you know time your 
brother or sister gets it and then you play it or you get a game or something like that right, right. it's usually the first uh, best memory yeah, yeah. Okay. All, all the bikes and all the other kind of toys you get you know they're just a distant memory exactly who remembers those oh, yes yeah. well, first actually, bike who cares yeah <laughs> yeah no, no. I, I feel you right. that's know we're true gamers boom yeah, exactly Well, that was a nice little segment. Uh, let's move on to some breaking news. Not really breaking news, but it's kind of yeah. news. Big news, the 3DS update. Um, so, you guys are all updated, right? Of course. Yep. Yes. Awesome. So, what happened to me was um, on the 7th, uh, the morning of the 7th, um, I don't know, I had this kind of feeling that it was going to happen early. Like, everything seems to happen early with these kind of things. So... Uh, like with the Ambassador games, right? Mm. So um, I turned on my 3DS early, like before taking the dog for a walk, mm-hmm. and uh, I just kind of left it in the in the in the cradle, like on in standby mode. And I uh, took the dog out, came back, picked up the 3DS, went to work, and then like on my lunch break, I flipped it open, and it and it came up with a message like, you know, do you want to update it? And I was like, huh? I'm like nowhere near a Wi-Fi spot. Like what's going on here? So I uh, I accepted it and it updated the 3ds and nice. um, that was yeah. And so like I'm in I'm in a Starbucks at the time actually, and uh, so I updated my 3ds and it's like I'd obviously street pass loads of people on the way to work, and uh, so instead of going through the usual you know accepting the friends accepting the me's and then doing nothing because you know i'd already done all the puzzles and everything this time i could you know dive straight into the new adventure and uh, start and get new puzzle pieces nice awesome cool so yeah my commute back was like you know way more interesting than my commute there obviously having finished uh you know surichigai dentitsu um what do you call, I don't know what you call it in English, I'm sorry. Fine, uh, it's it's fine, very imaginative. Is it fine? Fine yeah. me. Yeah, okay. it, in Europe, okay. it's called Street Bus Quest. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's that's more like it. I That's what I thought it was going to be. Thank you. Come yeah, Street Bus Quest. To, right? So, you know, since we all, we all finished that a while back, the, I'm sure everybody else probably had like 300 coins then saved up and like right. <laughs> yes. used those all on that right away, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. Exactly. For me, it was, yeah, um, the... for me, it was pretty interesting because it was like... 5 p.m. at that point, and I was about to check the eShop, and the eShop was down. I was like, it's going to happen tonight. It's going <laughs> to happen. So, so it was Tuesday, and I thought, from I have nothing to do. Um, I'm possibly thinking that it will happen before the Japanese eShop update, so 4 or 3 a.m. So, I went to sleep, uh, woke around 1 um and put my 3DS in standby mode, and the light brightened at 2 a.m. in the morning that the update was available. So one hour nice. before the update, I could download the update, and it was there. Yeah, so I've had people saying, you know, the, the update took ages to do, but like like I said, I didn't have any trouble. It obviously just just downloaded no. through SpotPass, and then, you know, I opened it, and it was already done. The, nice. the amazing thing, and it's, it's a doubly amazing, because, you know, this is Nintendo doing it. It's like, you know, obviously it did a background download and then it stored the update and then it 
I updated it when I didn't even need an internet connection. I mean, no, that is huge progress for Nintendo to do yeah, something like awesome. that. Well, I mean, it's not necessarily an up background update, though, right? I mean, it's not like you were playing a game while it was happening. But yeah, the oh, fact right, that right, they right. the fact that they, they even have these these spot pass updates yeah. is is a pretty awesome thing. So good for them. Yeah, it's like We Connect twenty four, how it should have been, basically. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I know when the update came out. Actually, uh, you know, I I had been in hawaii for the last week i went and finally had a little wedding with my wife well we've been married a year but we finally decided to go have a little wedding in hawaii and nice. as i was at the airport actually um you know getting ready to come back to japan i'm checking all my you know our rss feeds and everything and, and that's where i see that oh yeah like the update has come out now it's like oh crap you know i'm about to get on a plane i can't do it so <laughs> i uh you know I was un- unfortunately I couldn't update it, but you know I got to play Mario Kart Seven on the airplane the whole way. Did you so street pass nice. anyone like on the plane or in the, in the states in Hawaii? You know I I didn't even bother trying to while I was in Hawaii. Um, right, <laughs> it's the most sparsely populated place on earth. So it's like well, the, the, point. the main the main thing was just that it didn't occur to me to my, for me it was more important to save my battery for Mario Kart Seven on the plane than right, it was to right. you know um, get street passes because at the time you know i didn't know that it was going to be you know the update was going to end up coming out so soon so yeah. you know next day while i'm at work my wife gives me a call and she's like oh you want me to update your 3ds frame like yes that'd be great so she updated for me and when i got back <laughs> that's cool i could awesome. spend my three yeah dude, well I'm, i think I've, I've you guys have probably seen my tweets but my wife is awesome <laughs> <laughs> she, well, she, you, she'll call the one about zelda that was yeah. the best one yeah exactly she called me up during work she's like hey so i got nothing to do you want me to grind for coins for rupees and zelda i'm sure <laughs> so, <laughs> that's my wife awesome it's totally so, awesome with the, does she have any sisters? <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, no. But she does have a gay brother. So, does she have any <laughs> gay brothers? <laughs> <laughs> Danny's like, sign me up. Well, but hey, whatever. Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so back to Spot Pass. So another uh, one of the big updates with the eShop on this new update is that you can now queue downloads, uh, slam you through the shut, and then it'll just go through them and download them. While yeah. it's in in standby mode, which is awesome, and uh, me and Danny were talking about this um, uh, a little bit earlier. But we think that there are less clicks to download something. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, before, it, so. it felt like you know there was like five or six, possibly more times you had to click at yes or accept or mm-hmm. whatever it says. And in this update, it feels like there's less. Yeah, I don't and- know. One other, one other cool thing too. Now, when right after you download something, if it's done downloading, it'll go back to the page where you last were. Yes. As opposed is... to previously, where it just goes to the starting point yes. for the eShop, which was, that was a, a pain, especially when downloading was ambassador exactly. game. Exactly. Right? Oh my oh, god. god. Because I'm yeah. going through, you know, I have to go into the options. I have to go to this certain thing, and I have to like scroll through like four or five pages because I downloaded so much crap, anyways, and. Yeah. Well, if, if that if the ambassador games hit now, well, I guess with the, the GBA games, mm-hmm. we'll be able to queue up all ten games and slam it shut, and then there you go, bingo, done. That'll be nice. Yeah. That'll be nice. That's nice. That's, that's good, so pr- good progress now. If they could just get to you know, basically being able to download while you're playing a game in the background or mm-hmm. doing something else aside from the eShop, then can, can you do that on any other system? Yeah, I can, um, you can do that on PS3, can't you? Yeah, you can on PlayStation. You, you can play games and download in the background. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, with the handheld system, I don't know if that's even I mean, possible. But yeah. you could kind of like do stuff like that on iOS and whatnot. I mean, sure, exactly. Yeah, good point. You could do it on iOS, and well, I mean, heck, uh, you know, the, 
what is it? There was there were rumors that there were you know two processors in in the mm-hmm. uh, you know the system right, or two cores in the system right. One of the cores was basically reserved for like Nintendo stuff or something right. Like, like for, the, I thought it was specifically for the three D right. or is something the OS right? Yeah, for the OS yeah, right. So sure. you, you would think that you know theoretically that if if they stuck to that, then you know they they would. Oh right, that reminds me because they were saying you could enable the second core and then you could put both cores towards a game, but then you wouldn't be able to do any of the kind of the home menu stuff right because all of the processor would be towards the game right that'd be a bit crazy well, i mean you know from a programming point of view you know it, it's you, you don't necessarily have to have two cores you know to do that um i'm not i'm not sure how you know you program for you know a 3ds or anything but you know i, I used to be an iphone programmer and you know it, you you can still have one you know one main thread that'll you know do all that stuff so long as um you know you obviously you pause the work or whatever that you're doing um, on that thread so you could you know you could theoretically pause the game uh you know bring up the os and you know have the the processor take care of only os stuff while the game is paused right so another thing um i don't know if you think it loads faster they said it was supposed to load faster i couldn't really notice to be honest was that the yeah. um the pages in the eShop? but i don't know do you think so it seems about the same i mean if it's yeah. faster it's not like noticeably f- i mean it's you know it's like 0.1 second faster or something like that. Yeah, I, I don't notice anything being drastically faster or anything Actually, like that. it felt a little slower to me, but that, you know. Really? <laughs> uh, Progress. I totally wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Now you're playing with power. Well, so, guys, so what have you guys downloaded since the update? I, I downloaded well, the... Um, demos, right? Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Exactly, <laughs> the demos. That, demos uh, is the big thing. That's yeah. the next thing I was going to mention. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, Monster Hunter demo and yeah. the Dead or Alive demo and... Uh, what else? Poyo Poyo. Oh, there's all kinds. Poyo Poyo. Poyo Poyo 20th anniversary. Crayon Chin Chan. Um, oh God, there's some kind of a fashion. The uh, the uh, that uh, that that uh, photo album with those bugs and those uh, flowers. Oh, the Iki yeah. Ikimono. No, Hana to Ikimono. No. I have to say, the 3D on that was yeah. actually pretty impressive. Yeah, I remember taking a look at like screenshots. Yeah, yeah, actually, the flowers think... and the and the, yes. the 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 bird videos are really impressive in 3D. Yeah, I think they even. Ha- they uh, even had cooking like some, Mama. Yeah, Cooking Mama one. Four. That's right. But back for the flower game, they had some. I think streaming 3D videos when it first came out, and it, it actually looks pretty impressive. But I mean, for a retail cartridge game like that, and it's like 4,800 yen. No way, man. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but, you know, I bet you. I, I bet you that when Nintendo was coming up with that, they were like, "Okay, this is going to be our Wii music, like or not Wii music." <laughs> you mean it's music. not going to sell? It's going to be horrible. No, they were probably thinking this was going to be their Wii Sports. You know, this was going to be the thing that like brings in the casual audience. Like, wow, yeah, you're this. right. You can, actually, yeah, you know? I can, I can see that. Yeah, it does use 3D. It uses the camera. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, exactly. It does does that really well. But I mean, I don't know. I just don't feel. It's it's unheard of outside the, inside of Japan, right? I mean, I don't know if they're going to even bother translating this. Yeah, um, I think I they will know. have to make some really big changes because there are different birds around these parts. So right, yeah, <laughs> big call, big uh, call. <laughs> <laughs> that makes total. It makes perfect sense, doesn't it? That's a huge localizing thing that I didn't even think about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah the actual w- things in the game are all different. If you can call it a game. Yeah, you will have so, to redo like 300 of all those flowers and uh, animals <laughs> that are in that product. Yeah. yeah. So if people are confused because we haven't really explained what this game is, it's basically like a catalog of flowers and birds and some other animals. So you take a picture and then it'll say, you, you say what flower it is and then you put it in your catalog. And you, you can kind of 
I don't know, I guess browse through other flowers and animals and say and compare it. Like, is this the one you took a photo of or something? I don't think it's yeah, clever enough to know. Yeah, there's also yeah, there's also an encyclopedia mode where you get those 3D photos, um, mm -hmm. the sounds of what each animal makes, um, video of it, and the whole um, explanation of what the animal actually is. It's really impressive and really well done. Although it seems for a very limited audience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Basically girls you, you see you see commercials for it over here even mm. now um in japan and yeah, yeah. yeah it certainly feels like one of those things that it's like this is what we can aim at the expanded audience to show them like okay this is like what 3ds is good for but it's it was that the one that was like a mother and a daughter going for a walk through oh, a yeah. park and they're taking photos of stuff is that the one right yeah also yeah. the one thing weird about this demo is that it is the only demo that will allow you to play 10 times Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was thinking about this because this is a—is this a first-party game? Yes. Yes, I believe so. So, so yeah. what I, what I, what I, what I've got from this, these demos, what I've noticed is that the third-party games are thirty times. So what I think is that thirty is the max. So mm -hmm. Nintendo say, okay, you can limit it however many times you want, but the max is thirty. Okay. So all the third parties are saying, you know, well, okay, we'll just do the maximum. We don't care. Okay. But Nintendo are a little bit more. Um, What's the word? What's the PC word for stupid? Um, backwards dumb. thinking. <laughs> dumb, backwards. So they, they registered to 10, sometimes 5. So Yeah, yeah. actually the Crown Chinchon game, that's 5. I can that's pull five, it up right it? now okay. on my DS. Yeah. But I could just imagine something like a demo for Mario 3D Land. It's like you can only play it like once or something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you could just imagine them doing that, right? Yeah. Another, you know, another game that, that's on there too is actually kind of cool for a demo thing. Dead or Alive Dimensions, they actually have a demo on that for that too. That was the other one I downloaded. Yeah, I was impressed Walnut, by that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Matt, you played uh, the DOA demo? Yeah, I, so that's one of the demos I downloaded there. And uh, I, I, one of the things I noticed with that was uh, it's interesting. They have they had the little story mode in there, right, that you could play. And, uh mm -hmm. For the cutscene, yeah. And I remember, I thought I had heard somewhere about uh, with DOA Dimensions, they were that you know Harada-san or whoever it is um, that kind of heads up that Team Ninja there, that boasting that you know it runs at 60 FPS. Mm -hmm. And uh, during those story segments, it it you know it cuts down. It seems like it just does not seem like it's running at 60 FPS. It seems like there's something going on. And I think what what's happening there is uh, they they have FMV there that's running at like you know uh, not 60 because that happens in Mario Kart. Is well, it's, right? I thought it was sixty in two D and thirty in three D. Is that what it was? Maybe it was. I'm probably yeah, wrong. Yeah. Because that was, uh, but that was for uh, Namco's Tekken next year. Oh, okay, cool. Wasn't it the same for Street Fighter Four? Uh, no. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I remember I remember reading something about I wanted to say DOA basically boasting that yeah in you know two D we run in sixty FPS and Capcom doesn't do that with Street Fighter but I'm I not sure. I, I remember Greg talking about the game at length on uh, RFN. So if people want to hear about that game, they should go back and listen to that episode. I guess. <laughs> for me, length about that. For me, the demos I tried basically I tried a bunch of uh, Poyo Poyo and uh, Monster Hunter since those two games I've pre-ordered, and mm -hmm. uh, those two games I'm pretty much looking forward to, and they're both pretty much what I wanted. So hey, I'm looking cool. forward to those more. Nice, good deal. A game like Puyo Puyo, it's like for me, it's like a demo is like that's all I need. <laughs> it's like and occasionally play those kind of games, and it's like you know you got a full mode in there. It's like what else do you need? Well, it's not really a full mode. It's just a basic taste of one of the two-on-two -two matches, 
and you just have the choice of like four characters and they basically chose the characters <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> but you know with games like that it's like you can't choose the characters you want. I mean what does it change? It's just like the character on the side, right? It's like who cares? It's not like, you know, it's a street fighter game and you can't choose Ken. I think some of the characters have uh, other special abilities which help uh, during uh, during special attacks. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. So about Mohan then. So, Don, do you like read Japanese then? Because... I'm learning it. Isn't that... I'm learning it. You learn it? Yeah. So, so even then, so you're learning Japanese then. Is, is this is this going to be the first Mohan game that you've played in, in Japanese? Well, the first one actually Japanese was actually the original. Okay. So, cool. so even even yeah. even with all the text that's in that game, you were able to play it right then, eh? Yeah. Cool. It took some time here and there, but usually I knew what the objective was because that wasn't that much of dialogue to go for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got the gust of it, and it was pretty much fun to play, so I want to play it on the go now. Excellent. Good cool. deal. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I was quite impressed with the, the visuals on uh, Monster oh, Hunter. Yeah. I mean, it looks pretty much like the Wii game in 3D on a 3DS. It's pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. 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 But I'm, I just couldn't be less interested in Monster Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, I, I did a write-up for it uh, on the, for the demo on the site, actually. It just went up here recently, so uh, anybody listening could uh, give that a read. Um, I don't know. There's a, there's there's a lot to be said about it, but I mean, like James said, it's it's a really good looking game, especially with the 3D. I think it, may, it makes it look great. Uh, other think, uh, parts of it. Yeah. I think you need to play it with the Circle Park Pro, though. Yeah, and unfortunately, you the demo version you cannot use the Circle Pad Pro. Um, actually, I'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's that's, that's no too good. bad. So do, is there any reason for people to be jealous in the States or in Europe, who people who can't get these demos yet? I mean, are there any like really, really good demos? Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Monster Hunter, I enjoyed Puyo Puyo, but it's not necessarily things that uh, people in the US or Europe would be interested in. It's more a fascination of me. So I can't really <laughs> speak for those audiences because both of them are really different. Well, I hope they do get demos in the other yeah. regions. I mean, come on. I mean, when when you're on the eShop and you're going into a game, and then you can look at screenshots, you can look at videos, and then on these games, there's an extra one that's like, download the demo, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. that should be the case for everything on the eShop, eventually. I would Mm -hmm. hope that, anyway. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, and when it comes to, like, VC games, I mean, I thought, like, the way they did it in um, Smash Brothers Brawl, you know, how they had the time demos, I mean, I thought that was quite an ingenious way of giving demos for VC games. I mean, because if you give somebody like a limited demo for a, for an NES game, I mean, you could probably play through the whole game. You know, or <laughs> yeah. you, could, you know, there was no, there would be no reason to buy it. But like, just one minute or two minutes to sample like one of those old games, it kind of reminds you like, oh, is this the game I used to play when I was like, you know, eight? And you can you can sample it for a couple of minutes and you're like, okay, yeah, this is the game, and then you buy it, right? Well, that would be a difficult situation because uh, you, you make a really good point that, yeah, it, it would be nice to be able to kind of, you know, check it and confirm it. But then the other thing you have to think about is, you know, so we have, uh, you know, one of the big things that everyone, everyone always talks about is how, you know, iOS and Android uh, have all these games that, you know, that and as a result of all these free games that people can play, uh, what ends up happening is a, a lot of people will download something, play it for like a day. 
and then mm-hmm. you know they move on to the next thing right so i wonder if that kind of phenomenon could end up occurring then on say 3ds if 3ds if suddenly there was a demo for everything right um mm-hmm. especially if it was a kind of an unlimited demo that just like yeah you can play it like you know for x amount of time or you know x number of times and it's essentially the whole game that's not the kind of demos they're putting out right now obviously the demos they're putting out right now are, are very functionally limited but mm-hmm. if they chose to do that um you know, they, they could run the risk of, you know, basically having that same kind of thing where, you know, people would just download the demo, play it for a day, and then move on to the next thing, right? Yeah. I guess, yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I said about the limited time, like like the length of time. I mean, it could cut back on that kind of thing. But, you know, I don't know. And so my, my point being that, that, you know, if you limit the amount of time, that you, you know, if it's, again, even if it's limited to a day, then, you know, you, you could run the risk of basically getting that, that same kind of syndrome that you get with iOS. But you know? I would also question if the audience that owns a 3DS is not very different to the audience that owns an Android or an iOS platform. Mm-hmm. That's a good call. That's a good point. Yeah, because I mean, they're more dedicated to games, so so I would say right. that they would rather buy a game than just play it for a few moments and then realize I'm not going to buy this. So, yeah. so if I would say, let's put up a demo of Pushmob with like 10 of those uh, stages and see how it goes, I think they would get a rather nice taste of it and say, well, I'm going to download this now. You make a very good point. There's there's definitely a, a difference in, in that kind of consumer. You could definitely reason that the kind of consumer that kind of does that, that um, I can't think of the word in English, uh, uh, being, able to, being able to just, you know, download something and then, you know, use it just once and throw then away. throw it away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think uh, the most recent example of that, with the original batch of WiiWare demos, um, uh, the most popular one was Bitware Beat, and nobody really paid attention to that until the demo came out and that would get downloaded like a good amount of times thanks to that demo so yeah. I think well, uh, for eShop mm-hmm. games on the eShop it could have the same effect well there, yeah. are, there are people on, on staff who have very varying opinions on this I know a lot of people on staff say that they're not really for demos because you know often the demo doesn't show the full potential of the game or it no. shows like the, a really good part which is not you know it's not that's not to say that the rest of the game is like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some people have played a demo and then loved it and then bought the game. But, you know, on the other hand, there's a 50-50 chance that you could play it and hate it. And the game actually might be really good. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the sample that they give you is not a good enough sample. I mean, it happened with me with Monster Hunter. You know, I'm not going to yeah. buy Monster Hunter now after playing that demo. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe the game is great. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's really hard to do. And 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 that's actually one thing that really happens with these Monster Hunter demos. A lot of the time is that they have um they they have these kind of these varied situations that you can play in the demo. You can either play something where you're like really far along the game, or something where you're even further along the game. And you know when you actually play the game, you don't start out like that. So right. you kind of get a warped sense of how the game actually plays out. And I'm pretty yeah. sure that Greg or somebody talked about it on RFN a while back. Um, that, that it could be overpowered. You, you know, you might have too many powers for that section of the game, you know, and make it really easy or something like that. You right. Know, or or on the flip side, you know, it could be too difficult for someone that's never played the game before, right? And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm being thrown into this rid- ridiculously difficult situation. Of course, I'm not going to have any fun with that, you know, because, Christ, you know, it's uh, <laughs> it's too hard for me. And <laughs> when you actually play the game from the beginning, it's you start out, you know, in much easier circumstances. 
yeah. But the main thing is to stay positive on this thing. Nintendo are, de- are doing demos, <laughs> and you know yeah. the way they've got around it is you know by putting these limitations on or whatever. You know who cares as long as we got demos. You know Nintendo right, yeah. can limit it however way they want. You know. I think I think yeah. after our discussion, I think now that's actually pretty clever, because yeah. you can't you have to stop playing it after a while and then realize, am I going to buy the full game or not? Yeah, good call. I hope they're clever enough to, you know, put some kind of uh, code in it so you can't just delete it and re-download it again. Because <laughs> I could just imagine Nintendo not seeing that. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely curious. I'm definitely curious to see how they're gonna like what yeah. exactly happens when you run out of the demo. Um, you know, when it's because you know, right underneath the on the 3DS screen, the 3D screen, it says like, "Oh, you have this many times you can play." I wonder what it actually does. If it just deletes itself, or I mean, or what? If it's just still there, but it's like yeah. blacked out. I mean, you're gonna play the Monster Hunter demo thirty times, Danny. <laughs> Maybe just play the Shoot Crown Shinchan one. Just turn, just open it up, turn it back. You know, yeah. turn it off. And just five yeah, times. Yeah, that's another thing. Like you can play these games for as long as you want, like a yeah. length of time. But mm-hmm. like the amount of times you can play it is limited. So you right. could. Uh, well, except the Monster Hunter one, which also has a time limit. You but you can... 20 minutes, I think, is it? Yeah, but after you die or after you complete the thing, you could go back and do it again. doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, you okay. can die so, as many times as you want in 20 minutes. So long as you, you don't go back to the home screen and boot into something yeah. else or exactly. you know, kick out of it. You can just keep it exactly. in sleep mode if you want. Yeah, they do it in the Poyo Poyo one. They do it very evil. So the battle ends even if you lose or win and you have, like, uh, an ending screen. But if you wait for, like, three or five minutes, they will go back to the main menu. Oh really? Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. It reminds me of the the demos on the DS. You know, where you had to kind of have the DS on all the time, and, unless it deleted the demo. Yeah, actually, <laughs> earlier this year there were some special games that came from like this Nintendo seminar where yeah, like, yeah, yeah. students had made them. Uh, and basically, point. with my DSi, just to, I'd like download the game and I'd keep it on there for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'd be like, okay, I'm like writing something about it for the site, and I'm like, well, I don't want to like turn it off because the, well, the, 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 the day is like done. It's like you can't download it anymore, or you know, or something right, like that. So like, I, I still yeah. don't understand why they haven't put up those cinema games as DSiWare 200 point games. Uh, I don't know. They're really good, actually. I'm yeah, all of them. So, I mean, they could have a whole section on the eShop for like you know student created games or something, yeah. right? Just put demos oh, or yeah. you know whatever. That would be awesome. That would be nice. Um, wow, we really killed this uh, 3DS update thing, didn't we? <laughs> so, we didn't kill it at all. We've been, we've been talking about demos the whole time, but there's yeah. been so many other features coming yes. in. Yes, well, let's talk about other features. So the video, um, I can I've, I can talk about the video, the, the video shooting uh, part of it. So I, I recorded some videos of my son, mm-hmm. and... Uh, <laughs> nice. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> like... You know, I don't know. I don't think it's programmed properly. Like, I, I recorded the video in 2D um, just so I could see what was going on on the screen because I was moving around a lot. And I, I was kind of zooming in, like, to my son's face and then the dog. And then, you know, I was you know, putting, like, pointy things and toys in the in the screen to kind of do, like, the 3D effect or whatever. And then when I went to play it back, it was just basically a double image. The whole thing was just a blurry double image. Like, the 3D was terrible. It's like, I don't know, it just didn't work. <laughs> well, you can, well, you can, um, well, you can adjust the 3D with the options yeah, there. I guess you have to adjust it. I mean, I mean, come on, I, I just wanted to shoot a freaking video. I don't want to, you know, turn into Steven Spielberg. I just wanted to freaking <laughs> yeah, press but the, record. Yeah, the thing is, if you it. do that in 2D, that's that's the payoff you get. 
right, if right, you do yeah. it in three D, and you can basically adjust the 3D yourself and make sure it's perfectly to your sense of um, to our or sense to... But if you're moving it um, around, like you want to zoom in and out of things and like get close and go back and everything, do you have to constantly move the slider as you're recording? Like, uh, not necessarily. So you can clumsy, put it back to auto when, whenever you like, but... Um, yeah. I'll have to play around with it more. If you really want to have like a custom 3D video... It's best to do it with the slide pad while you're moving around a little bit. Hmm. Oh, right, the slide pad, yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to take a look at that. I mean, it, it sounds to me like what you're describing with the double image, though. I mean, I, I had taken some 3D pictures with that, you know, a while yeah. back, uh, back when the uh, the Sakura were blossoming, uh, you know, in the spring. And I took right. some, you know, that were really close to uh, the 3DS and everything and uh, ended up getting a, a similar effect to that and found that if I stared at the image long enough, then eventually... <laughs> you went blind. I swear to God, I swear to God. Uh, if I stared at it long enough, then I could see the 3D. Like, until then, it, it did look like a double image. Like it looked it's at, like, like one of those magic eye things. Ex that's exactly what it's like. And it, it's essentially, yeah, if I just concentrate on it. And then all of a sudden, like... The the parts that looked like very out of focus and like double imagey, mm -hmm. all of a sudden that stuff was just jumping out at me. It looked like it was like way way far out of the screen. So I'm wondering if perhaps you're seeing something similar to that. Whereas when you yeah. take a video, it's really hard to concentrate on something. <laughs> so like you've that got to go cross-eyed to, to see videos properly. It didn't yeah, say that in the uh, in the instruction manual. Well, I guess that's maybe that's why uh, everybody's worried about their kids playing 3ds, you know, and, and poking their eyes out or whatever. <laughs> Uh, but I think that yeah. option, the option for the changing of the slide pad afterwards is there for photos. So it's definitely mm. there. You can change it yeah, to I've your liking. It. I've done it with photos. But with yeah. um, video, you have to do it on the spot right there, which I find a bit odd. Right, okay. I'll have to put my uh, director's hat cap on while I'm doing that next time. <laughs> Not just, you know, point and shoot. So um, let's talk about Street Pass Adventure. Because um, I've been playing this a lot. Um, I mentioned it right at the beginning of this segment about you know how I updated it and then I played it on the way back home. But I've really been getting into it and seeing all the new options that you can do. So you can hire um, people who've downed, like you can you know revive them, I guess. Old allies. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't I, I I don't know any of the English terminology for this because obviously I'm playing it in Japanese, so. I apologize. I'm just going to describe what I'm doing. Well, I, oh, I, I, I can I can do it for you. I'll just put. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. So, obviously, you've got the the attack and you have got the magic, and then there's another one under that where you can use a coin and you can do other magics. What is that? What is that called, Dan? Um. And there are several options you can do. You can actually level up your character in mid fight. Uh, I, I don't know how to how to. Are they called in mid fight? Because I can okay. maybe maybe you can look it up in the manual. One second. Well, from what I recall playing it, so you have all these new options. So, if, for instance, in the middle of the fight, you as opposed to just attack team. magic. Yeah. So we had attack magic, and then like basically make the guy like go around to the back end, right? And then they uh -huh. come in later. later. Um, there's there's now the ability to form a combination of, of like multiple people, right? So yeah. you could do like a combi, and uh, yeah. you're gonna have two two people come out, and then they can attack in tandem, which you know makes everything either attack in tandem or do like stronger magic together, right? Oh, dude, I absolutely slaughtered the first like six rooms. Like yeah. I had a level seven guy and a level five guy, and they were just like slicing the slimes in half with like one hit. 
Yeah, <laughs> like it was awesome. Just like boom, next room, boom, next room, and then I got stuck on that poison. Ghost oh, that is weird. There's, I'm just looking on my 3ds. There is no manual for Street Pass Quest. Huh. I guess, I guess because it's 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 part of the uh, you know Me Plaza overall, right? Yeah. But, uh, and then so then after that, there was also the Takuhai thing, right? So uh, you can you can have like a character come bring you. Uh, like basically, like types of medicine. I think is what it was. Yes, so, that's the one I was talking about. The kusuri, right, the medicine right, thing. Right. So there's there's various different types of medicine that you can get, and and yes, one of them uh, can level up your character. One of them brings you know another character back from the dead. There's uh, it looks like there's uh, from what I can recall, there's one that uh basically takes care of the clouds that that you know yes. the enemies the poison end up, clouds or you whatever. know yeah raising or whatever in order to you know stop you from. Uh, you know, fighting them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, you have all these different types of medicines you can get now. So that's uh, that, and that that's all just within the battle. But then, uh, in addition to that, right, we uh, also have the ability now to, um, what is it? Uh, basically, when we spend money to call in, you know, uh, mm-hmm. support before we go into to you know fight for the king or whatever uh we have the choice of basically going through our list of people that we have street pass before right yeah. and uh you know you can hire in you know someone someone that's yeah. really high level or something yeah yeah oh. so the the higher levels are a lot more coins i noticed like my level five guy i think it was like eight coins or something it's huh. a lot yeah, yeah. But just a regular guy is like three coins. But I find what, what I didn't. Yeah, what I'm I find sorry, interesting Dan? about the um, higher old allies option is that it will, mm-hmm. it will stop at level seven, so you can get can't get the level ten guy, for example. Yeah, yeah. Well, it stops at level seven anyway, Dan. I think the the highest yes. level is oh, seven. Okay. So. Oh yeah, sorry. Mm. Yeah. Yes, I I've realized this. Yes, I realized this in the summer when I helped James get a 3ds because I kept street passing his 3ds when I was in my apartment. And that's that's how yeah, that's how I like beat the crap out of like so many guys because James yeah. is just I've destroying got, people. I've got a real I've got a real level seven now. Like some guy I don't know. I get on the same bus as him every week. <laughs> oh, cool. He helps me kick some ass. I just realized <laughs> I just realized that Street Pass Quest Two is more of a jerk because I just wanted to look at the medicine, but my uh, character character got scared away by a mummy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, dude, that poison. Like it looks like um like a Grim Reaper kind of character. He's a bastard. Like, like you, you, all my guys. I had like ten guys I street passed. They all got scared away. And turns out later that I found out you had to have two yellow guys, two yellow shirt guys, to get to get past him. Oh. Yeah. And then and then even after that, once you've like you've made him visible, then it changes again, and you have to use green shirt guys to kill him. It's like yeah. there's so many like new techniques now. It's not just a simple case of just you know smack him in the face and move on. Right. So I mean that, that might not make a lot of whole lot of sense even that hasn't played yet. But I mean that is kind of spoilery in a sense that you know. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just told you. I'd... No, no, I just saved people a lot of stress because that really pissed me off. Like I just actually, I'm really, so I'm really pissed guys. off because I haven't played that. Now I'm pissed off. She spoiled it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I would imagine actually that it would be nice to actually know that stuff ahead of time because Seriously. granted in Japan we're in Japan right we, we yeah. street pass with I'm tons pass. of people but yeah. you know if, if you're from somewhere in like Podunk wherever there's a good chance that <laughs> that if you get a street pass you're going to be thanking the gods and you know if it gets, <laughs> if it gets wasted because you know some jackass Grim Reaper decides that he's going to you know pull out, oh you got to make sure you have your, 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 your yellow shirt yeah <laughs> two yellow shirts 
back to back. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what that's kind of disappoint me to, disappoints me with both of uh, these updates, because now with the puzzles, you need to have certain puzzles that you get from the internet, or from people who got a puzzle piece from the internet. Yeah. Um, and with the if with street puzzles, like you mentioned, you need to have certain people on you, or you be kind of screwed. Mm. Right. Yeah. Well, because I have a group of like over 380 guys to choose from. So I've got a guy of every color I can choose <laughs> and several levels of each color as well. But, you know, there's some guys that are going to go to that screen and they're going to have like three people and they could be all blue. And it's like, sure. you know, it's completely <laughs> screwed. So he's just going to have to keep spamming those cats or dogs till he gets a yellow, two yellow ones, <laughs> which might never happen. <laughs> and then, so what then Don's talking about then is uh, in the puzzles, right? For Right, right. The, the purple pieces, right? Right. There's purple pieces that you can only get if you street pass the people. Yeah, I've, I've only got three of those so far. I've, uh, I keep getting just regular pieces. Okay. So yeah. have you been, have you been uh, using your coins to buy puzzle pieces then? Yeah. Yeah, I've been using the coins to fill it up. So th now they've got 40 puzzle pieces per puzzle, which is a lot. I think it's double the amount as the other ones, right? I think yeah. the most of them are 24, I believe. Or 24, yeah. yeah. So, There's yeah. only one or two Almost that have 40 pieces. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, the Mar Mario 3D Land one. Also, when I kept the, you know, getting a puzzle piece using my coins, I kept getting pieces for the same puzzle, like just Mario 3D Land. Yeah. When I, I know for a fact that there's like another three or four puzzles, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's a, there's a Donkey Kong one and a, and a Star Fox one, whatever. But it refused to give me puzzle pieces from anything other than the one I'd already unlocked. So I thought that was a bit strange. So like before, it would give me pieces from from it or from all eight of them or whatever. Okay. But, um, yeah. So I think they're kind of making it a lot slower and a lot harder to, to complete them this time. They're kind of like you know we're not going to update this for another two years. So you better, you better enjoy it <laughs> for a I long think, time. I think it's for the worse actually. I think it's really bad. You think it's too annoying? Yeah, I think it's really annoying because. Yeah. Um, there's not many convention stuff, for example, in Europe. So how big is the chance they'll find someone with the 3DS who downloaded the update, who has the right puzzle piece, that I can continue onward with my um, with my puzzle collecting? Ah, I think that's a good point, though, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, people who don't have the update, you don't get any new puzzle pieces. Like, um, for today, for example, I street past 10 guys, as usual, and I only got, like, two puzzle pieces from those 10 guys because it was just like, nope. No piece, no new pieces. Nope, no new right. pieces. And right. And so imagine, imagine like having to deal with that in a culture where you know you're just not going to see, you're not going to go out and and pass as many people with 3ds every day as as we do. You know. So yeah. they're never going to get the full puzzles. Basically, all Nintendo have done is made sure that anyone outside of Japan will never see these puzzles completed yeah. ever. <laughs> Thanks, Nintendo. Yeah, I'd be curious to, to hear what NOA and you know NOE thought about that when they decided to put this you know this plan together. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, how much feedback have they had about this? You know, people have said, you know, this doesn't work in the states, this doesn't work in Europe. You know, right. and then it's like, okay, we'll make it even worse for you guys. How's that? <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> right. right. Well, you know, I mean, everyone, everyone that you know that is in that kind of situation where they don't get very many street passes at all. When they do, they love it, right? They're like, oh man, this was so awesome that I got <clears> this. <throat> but it, it's such a rarity for, unless you're in Japan mm -hmm. that. You know, if if you make something that you have to use Street Pass in order to, you know, do something, do have some kind of content unlocked, right? I'm sure that would be very, very frustrating. 
So the other two, the other few things are new hats, achievements or accomplishments, and then the map system. Like uh, you can now discover who, where the people live. You know, have you met someone from every prefecture in Japan, or I guess every state in the U.S.? I guess that's how it works. Yeah, right. Um, I, I I discovered that I'd passed one guy from the states. I don't know. Maybe it was at TGS. Yeah, and one guy some... from England. And I was like, <laughs> and the the UK one is hilarious. It's like they've got a one for every, basically every country of the UK: England, Scotland, and Wales, and Northern Ireland. That's it. So it's like the whole of the UK <laughs> is just four four places, but Japan's right. got like forty two for every prefecture. For, for example, <laughs> the Netherlands is just the twelve regions that are already there. But I have like ten of them. I missed two, and one is for my own region, which I find very reasonable because I never find gamers over here. <laughs> and the other one is from um, a slightly modern one that I never found somebody else and I never went to that region anyway so the chance of finding something there is very very small <laughs> um, I think today Germ- I passed this guy from Hokkaido which I thought was pretty cool he's like yeah. Northern Ireland yeah I, I don't know like you James I was surprised I saw that I had somehow streaked somebody from Minnesota and then somebody from California I was like okay <laughs> and then I guess somebody from the UK too and I was like oh Okay. <laughs> cool. So you deleted that one, did you? Yeah, it's like get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what was surprising enough? Um, I had completed the complete Germany map because I went to Gamescom, uh, oh, awesome. and uh, I before you couldn't see from which region they were, so I was kind of surprised. So I looked at my 3DS when the update hit, and I looked to Italy for Germany. You completed all regions. What? <laughs> what about the UK? Did you get all those? Uh, no, I didn't have the, Wales the and place, right? Northern Ireland. I didn't have. Well, well, what's cool about this is that it kind of retroactively does it as well, right? So yeah. it just looks yeah. through all the guys you've already passed and it just fills it out. So that's yeah. nice. It's not. It's not like from now on. It's like yeah, that was a nice touch because God, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's just kind of cool to see that, you know, to fill that out. So I, I, I won't spoil any of the hats, you know, if you guys, you know. Don't want to know about what the new hats are. I think we can spoil the first one. <laughs> What's the first one? Uh, the, the Yoshi, Yoshi hat. One? Yeah, yeah, the Yoshi one. Yeah, that's cool. That when I got the Yoshi one in the first room, I was like, you know, this is going to be awesome. You know, they got some nice new hats here. That's a good, mm. good first hat to get. There's some pretty ridiculous ones too. Yeah, I mean, we can say from the first couple of rooms, you get Yoshi, um, the R wing. No, no. That, let's spoil it from the R ring because it it's more okay. insane from there. So. I think that's when it splits, right? That's when the the road splits. So yeah. there could be different ones from there. Yeah, that's true. Okay, can anyone think of anything else to talk about the 3DS update? Mm, uh, you can you you can now use okay. QR codes and find web addresses. Yes, that's cool. So this is something that you know, guys in Japan with any mobile phone. Apart from an iPhone, ironically. No, you can <laughs> you can do it. You can do an app, right? Yes. And do it that way, but you can't do it through the the the, the OS itself, right? No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. QR codes are cool because you yeah. can see a poster, and it's like you know, it's a voucher or it's a it's directions to somewhere, and you just scan it in, and you, and it takes you there, right? So yeah. the 3DS is kind of like, ironically, it's kind of like the one of the first major QR code compatible devices in the states or Europe, right? 
Well, in Europe, it's already weird. a thing because <laughs> I, I, every time I see a poster, it uses a QR code at this point. So it's oh, really? for me very cool. handy. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I had no idea what the hell they were. I, I saw them in the corner of all these posters in Japan when I first came here, and it's like, what is that? Why is there like a weird barcode on everything? And then when somebody told me, it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah, 2D barcodes. Yeah, pretty cool. So, but what I don't understand about this is like they say it's going to link to the eShop or whatever, but like when would you ever do that? Like, well, if when you, would you scan the code to look. Well, at if the you eShop? are interested in a certain game and you don't have any interest to look it up, you just put in the QR code. But like, where where would you be doing that? <laughs> Well, this would be this would be a situation where like it, exactly like you talked about where you'd see posters in Japan, right? So you see posters for different stuff in Japan, and it's like, oh, here's but the. Then, but then the you can't connect the to the eShop. You can't connect to the eShop like a train station or something. I think at some spots and uh, <laughs> in the Japanese website you can find a QR code now uh, for certain eShop games. Yeah. So if you scan it in, you do it at home and directly connect to the eShop to find that certain game. Yeah, that's yep. what I thought. Like these Nintendo Zone places. You know, the, have you seen these? Like with the screens, maybe it'll pop oh, yeah. up. You know, look, show a video of a game, and then it'll say, "Are you interested?" Then scan it in and go there or something. But yeah. anywhere else, it's completely useless. <laughs> it's like yeah. at a train station. You know, take a picture, and it's like you are not connected to the internet. You know. Yeah, you make a good point. You'd have to you'd have to have a way to kind of like bookmark it or something until you finally get somewhere where there is internet. That's a really good point. <laughs> take a picture of it with your phone, <laughs> and then scan it, or then take a picture of the picture. With your 3DS when you get home. There you go. In For me, it's not really a problem because I just ether my uh, my phone and make it a Wi-Fi hotspot. Oh, nice. <laughs> I really wish that my phone carrier here in Japan would do that, but they don't allow that with iPhones, oh, which is yeah. ridiculous. Anyways. Okay. Right then, so let's move on to new business, finally. <laughs> That's like <laughs> almost like an hour, over an hour of like news-related stuff. So, um, new business. Uh, Dan, since you are our special guest, why don't you go first? What games have you been playing recently? Um, I've been playing Taiko Drum Master Redefinite Edition. Ooh, that's a Japanese game. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> so, uh, this is... Is this the, the third or fourth game, or is this like a it's combination the of all it's, three? I think it's the fifth. No, it's the fourth game. Yeah, fourth game. Okay, I know there's three. Yeah. So this is the fourth one. It yeah. says definitive, definitive Edition. It's not yeah. like a combination of all three. It's a totally new game, but just... Has well, it has some songs. It has songs also from the older games, yeah. Okay. Cool. So basically it has over like 100 songs in there. Wow, Jesus nice. Christ. This is the game that's advertised by AKB48. Right. The, uh, the hot. I, I'm not in Japan, but group. how many games are basically now promoted by AK, AKB48? Oh, man. Well, if they're not promoted by AKB48, they're promoted by one of their sister groups or the group that's right. just like them, well, probably. By, by my last count, there were three games that were not advertised by AKB48, so. <laughs> several thousand that are. So yeah, sorry Dan. <laughs> what were you saying? Um, it? It's pretty good. So um, you got the drum, the drum attachment. You yeah. had one already, or you got it? Well, I had one, but I needed a second one for multiplayer since I wanted to try that for a very long time. 
Um, since I never did, I never did with the first one I bought, which was the second one. Um, I just had one drum, so for the next couple of years I was never able to try multiplayer, so I am now, so there you go. Um, awesome. Do they have any um, Nintendo-themed songs on there? Well, they used the one from the from the one from last year, which is New Super Mario Bros. Wii. Uh, that's on there. Um, and cool I think um, the one from Monster Hunter is there, there and again. Huh. Um, Idol Master, Witch Racer. I think they had a remix in there with Sevius and Jingle Bells. <laughs> wow, really bringing it into the whole topic here of this episode. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I think I even put it on YouTube because it's just a weird combination, but surprisingly enough, it works. What uh, was that game where it's like Mario was put into it, like Mario dancing? Oh, oh like... Dance as Revolution Mario Mario mix. No, 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 like a recent game. Um, oh, j- just, oh dance just dance. Three. Is it just dance three? Next week. The Japanese one. Oh my god, well, that's frightening. Talking, talking about that next week, that song will actually release in Europe. Oh really? Yeah. As a For download. For two hundred fifty Wii points. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that is frightening, that video. I mean, go onto YouTube, search for Just Dance 3 Mario or something like that. Oh, my God. Just yeah, Dance the, the, Just this guy in a Mario guy suit in a suit. dancing. <laughs> it's yeah. a guy in a suit. Yeah, guy in a Mario Poor suit girl. Doing, doing these dances. Poor uh, girl, we don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's a girl in the suit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Dan, people who, <laughs> people who have recently kind of... Re- region made their Wii region free for Xenoblade or whatever. Yeah. Would you recommend them importing this? Um it's certainly getting a hassle knowing all the songs titles and what the options are. Um mm. that's maybe the biggest um hurdle you need to take to actually go and play okay. this. So it's not very import friendly, so to speak. Like not necessarily it's it's a fifty fifty bet. If you can work around with the menus, the the first option is basically play a song and the mm-hmm. second option is a sort of a challenge mode where you learn to play the drums a little faster and then have boss battles, which is pretty cool, actually. Um, if you can work around it and know what all the options are, once you ha- have that settled, you know what to do. And th- you get more songs while you play, and there are separate sections like G-Pop, and there's Nemco original songs, there's gaming-related songs, so there's something for everyone there. Cool. Excellent. Yeah, well, I've I think I played the first game at a TGS several several years ago, and I played the Mario theme. That was pretty cool. I just love the accessory. It's so cool. It's very authentic. Very. Uh, I like think the arcade. if there's uh, if there's one version you need to buy, it's definitely this one. Okay. Yeah. Because there is a lot more content in comparison to all of the other games in the franchise, so you get a lot of money for value, or value for money. Sorry. I've been playing a lot over the last couple months. I've been playing a lot of stuff, but uh, ever since Zelda came out, pretty much every second I have at home, I've been playing Zelda. Um, nice. And then, in addition to that, Mario Kart Seven came out right before I got on my airplane to go over to Hawaii last week. Right, so, right. Uh, I since I've been out of uh, 
out of the country for the last you know week or so. I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart 7 over the last week. So both of those games have been just a ton of fun, lots of fun. How far are you into Zelda? So uh, it's it's always a pain having to talk about Zelda on podcasts and stuff because everyone's trying their best not to spoil anything. So they're, <laughs> they're really vague about, well, you know, it's like this dungeon or whatever. Um, let's see here. Oh, how many hours are you into it, would you say? Oh, God, that's a good question. I've, I've put lots of hours into it, but then by the same token, I'm the kind of guy, I like to kind of just like, run into every single nook and cranny that i can find and, and like, yeah yeah i'm like you know too, yeah. yeah just put a, put a bomb everywhere i can and you know and uh, <laughs> mow down with, with my sword every single blade of grass so <laughs> lots and lots of time into it but i want to say maybe maybe it's the fifth dungeon or so something to that effect right now okay. um without without being spoilery i guess right right well, it's been talked to death on the other shows, right? So <laughs> yeah, so I guess we don't have to get too much into it. Although, uh, in, a, in a somewhat news-related item, there was the uh, admission by Nintendo that there is a game-breaking bug in there, right? There's a, a right. blocking ah. bug. Yes, I saw, I saw that. That scares yeah. me. So I haven't gotten there yet, but I, I'm definitely going to be careful about that. Make sure I don't hit that bug because it would be really sad if you know I got that far in the game and then all of a sudden, no, I can't beat it. No, I have to go back from the beginning. As much as I love the game, I would prefer not to do that. Yeah, the only the good thing about that, though, I mean, Nintendo did with, you know, they they did kind of respond to that. And they're like, okay, right now we can, you know, and fixed it or anything. But they say, just don't do this, this, and this in this particular order and you can avoid it. Or just make sure you like, do another save before that just in case. Yeah. This specific section. I, I, so. I would hope that there is some kind of patch they could, you know, put on the WiiWare channel or something yeah. like that. I don't, I don't see why not. I mean, other mm. companies do it. Companies like, uh, I think Activision did it for like Modern Warfare on uh, the Wii, actually, believe it or not. Yeah. We shouldn't forget that they also put out a patch. Um, I think they put out a patch for uh, Wii Sports Resort when oh, really? there wasn't a bug with the with the Wii Motion Plus video that it keeps playing okay. every single time you booted the right, game. Right, right, right. Yeah. I, I did not realize that there were that Nintendo even had the infrastructure for patches. Well, that's good. They don't because <laughs> yeah, but, they um, don't. <laughs> I, I guess they put it as a they put it as like an app on the WiiWare's. I guess that's how they do it, right? Something no, they like do, did it for the, for the firmware. They did it for the firmware, and at that same time they squashed some. Oh, the firmware, uh, right, right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and at the exact same time they some quashed some um, some illegal issues again. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. Win okay. for everybody. That, that's interesting, actually. I mean, I know a lot of people who've, um, you know, modded their Wii's to play, to play Xenoblade. Like they're worried about, you know, will there be another update before the Wii U hits? I mean, I seriously doubt they're going to update the Wii, like uh, OS or the system update. They're not going to do a big system update but before the Wii U hits. If they it, must I think, be too busy. I think, yeah, I think if they really want to update Zelda, they will possibly do it though. Yeah. But just for Zelda, I don't think yeah. they're gonna, you know, bother with anything else. I mean, it's such a waste of their time right now. They should be working on Wii U, like uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the the system for the Wii U, not the Wii system. Right. Well, unless they unless they you know come up with some feature for the Wii U that you know nobody's thought about that, you know, we we'd like to give players the opportunity to have compatibility between the Wii and the Wii U for this. So we're going to you know update the uh, Wii software. That's but, a good point. There could be like a huge like 5.0 update, you know, just before the Wii U hits, right? Something right, like that. right. If there's if there's some compatible compatibility thing, that, yeah, they were looking for. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we want to transfer our WiiWare and VC games, right? Oh so, my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah no fingers kidding. crossed. So, how okay. about Mario Kart Seven, man? 
Mario Kart 7 is a lot of fun, you know. Are so, you a Mario Kart guy? Yeah, oh yeah. If I, you know, I did my um, my enquete or thing. What would he call it? Uh, questionnaire. Yeah, my questionnaire. Thanks, my questionnaire thing. Uh, just today, actually, for Mario Kart 7, and you know, on there, it's like, you know, check off which Mario Kart games you've played, and it was literally every single <laughs> one. So, like, yeah, I feel pretty good about that. Even the arcade. They they really do that. That's a lot better than Europe. That they basically do the same one every single time. They say. So how how old are you? Which are you female or male? How much <laughs> gaming experience do you? When you bought Mario Kart Seven, did you bought the system at the same time? Right. Yeah, the US right. one is the same. And despite you already have registered the Nintendo 3DS, like f- like five months ago. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I, um, in Japan <laughs> at least the way it works is they they have of course they have all those questions, but then depending on like the answers to certain questions, then it gets a lot more personal like that. Um, where it says, oh yeah, so you know, for this particular title, have you played all these other titles before? Same thing happened actually with Zelda. Um, I did the thing for the questionnaire for Zelda like a couple of days ago too, and it was the exact same thing. Check off all the games that you've played, and it was every single game. So, uh, but yeah, Mario Kart Seven's a lot of fun, you know. Um, I actually just yesterday coming home on the Shinkansen on the bull train there. Uh, I managed to get a gold on everything up through mirror mirror mode. So now I'm going to go through it and. Uh, Get uh you know get three stars on all the tracks which I've done in through one one hundred CCs and I have to do one fifty in uh, in mirror mode and it seems like the uh the diff- difficulty uh the computer difficulty really ramps up especially for one fifty CC to me um those guys seem to like just really hard compared to like other you know Mario Kart games that I've played it was still fun you know I mean? <laughs> there's a you know everyone's always gonna hate the the blue shells and you know God love of course, you know, getting hit by a, a blue shell when you're in first place is just the biggest pain in the ass ever. <laughs> but, you know, um, it's, it's, yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. I think, uh, I think the 3D works really well, especially considering that, you know, when they, that it's running in 60 FPS. Yeah. Seeing My that God. 60 FPS, that's really nice. And the only, the only weird thing about it is when, when you watch the ending, for instance, and you see the FMV, you know, play for the ending, yeah. that the FMV <laughs> is not running in 60 FPS. It's like, <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it, it, it. You can definitely see that it, it looks different. Um, yeah. But you know, it's it's a it's a fun game. I think uh, the the tracks. You know, even you know they had Retro Studios work on um, the the retro, the, retro, tracks. the retro tracks, right? Retro Studios worked on the retro tracks, if you will. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and they they did a really good job of of updating the tracks so that you know there's even new you know more fun stuff to do. Like for instance, actually using the hang gliders and stuff. So. Um, it's just yeah, it's just a ton of fun, man. Um, I I haven't used any of the internet related stuff yet though, so I'll, I'm looking forward to doing all that. I, I've you know Street Pass with plenty of people, and the way the Street Pass works now is uh, it, basically they have a, a Mario Kart channel thing like they had on the Wii only in the 3DS game, and uh, so you, you go to that and then you basically see all these different all the people that you've you know Street Pass with and stuff, and there's all kinds of different challenges and all kinds of weird stuff that really I haven't played around with yet, so I can't really explain, but it's it's it seems like there's plenty of content in there you know for the the amount of money and reading the Iwata asks uh in Japanese a couple weeks ago it was interesting to find out that they basically spent only about a year on the game uh to develop it so considering that it was it was made in a year hey you can see that there are probably certain things that that were a bit rushed I've seen a couple uh visual bugs actually like when when closing my system and then opening it back up it, it did like a little pickup thing where uh the screen went kind of like it was like it was like playing your old Nintendo, right? Like, and um, and you know, putting a game in, and 
and the screen like does these weird like it shows like all these bright colors and stuff. It did that thing for like a split second. Huh. Um, <laughs> Interesting. Huh. Well, a, a lot of people listening are gonna say, "Yeah, it's it's pretty obvious that it was made in a year." <laughs> you know, I mean, like the biggest. I haven't got it yet. Um, I'm expecting it as a Christmas present, but um, the biggest m- thing missing for me is the mission mode. I mean. You know, people say, you know, you don't play Mario Kart for the single player experience, but I just love the mission mode in Mario Kart oh, yeah. DS. It just kept me so busy that for such a long time, like between, you know, internet games or whatever, like getting the three stars and everything. It was just a ton of fun. And uh, it's a really sh- a big shame that they didn't do this. And they could have done something like on the, the Wii version, like, you know, have the, the weekly updates or whatever, like all the tournaments or something like that. You know, um, I'm, I'm sure that the other features are awesome but it's just that little bit missing just kind of uh, a bit of I think that's my biggest issue with Mario Kart 7 although it's a step forward in some capacities also a step backwards um, well, I could be mis- I could be misspeaking, but I'm under the impression that a lot of that that kind of like challenge kind of stuff is basically going to be made up in this street pass and spot pass functionality that you know there are there are going to be similar kind of things offered to the player through street pass and spot pass the only thing i got really for spot pass was those ghost races and those weren't really that challenging yeah you can race a lot of ghosts at once right yeah like i i win one way is you get like seven different ghosts to race against at one time and you can do it only you can do it a couple of retries but after you say uh quit you can't do it any longer um which i find a bit annoying um, and also another point I want to make is that in the Grand Prix you don't l- unlock as much as in the other games in 50 100 CC. Well, that's good because I'm not, I'm not going to play the 50 or hopefully not even the 100 CC. I'm just going to dive straight in. I need to ease my way in, man. I have to like go through something. Sure, sure. I'm, I, you know, I... <laughs> I'm, I'm saying. Well, I, I'm a completionist, so yeah, I'm just like Danny. What I would do, what I do is I, I start from you know the very beginning on 50 CC and just work my way, you know, all the way to the end. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, for for you for those of you guys who are about to play the game um, and are, are thinking about skipping on 50 or 100, or whatever, that's fine. Um, but just remember to pick up the coins. Is all I'm gonna say. Pick up coins mm-hmm. as you're driving. What I might do is do the 50cc for like a like a coin collectathon, but for because I heard that all the unlocking is 150cc, so you know what's the point of just you know going along at like a lawn mower pace for like three hours. That kind of that kind of annoys nothing. that kind of annoys me though because I like to build up nicely. Yeah, and I don't feel there's a reward for doing the lower stuff. Yeah, I think I just got bitten too many times. Like with double dash, it's just so monotonous going through those lower CCs. Oh yeah, there's was also also All Star Cup, All Star Cup mode. Remember that on the GameCube version? Uh, just All Star Cup on mode. That game was just so boring. Uh, as far as playing on different CCs in, in Mario Kart 7, uh, one, one thing I would suggest is actually it, it would be fun for you guys to at least check it out on 100 because you're going to notice between playing between playing the lower CCs and then playing the, the higher CCs that a couple of the tracks get really, really difficult when you're when you're driving faster because you know you're in a 150 cc card as opposed to a 50 cc card. So on 50 cc, oh, yeah. there's going to be there's going to be a couple tracks yep, that are like. They don't. They don't seem very difficult. Like, oh yeah, you know, I understand that this is kind of a cool track design, but it's not very difficult. Then on 150cc, when you're going, you know, when you got, you know, your your finger, you know, on the A button, uh, just like having your pedal to the metal, man. 
basically <laughs> you're you're going to be going holy crap you know there's no way that i can you know keep going at this speed and not fall off the track here so <laughs> rainbow think, road i'm thinking <laughs> well that's that might be one of them but there's yeah. there's one in particular that i'm thinking of that that is just a pain in the butt the snes so. uh, rainbow road is back right yeah yeah man that was a killer back in the day but now I find yeah. it actually pretty easy on Mario Kart 7, surprisingly enough. Oh, really? Does it have yeah. sides on or something? Or is it wider? No, it's, it's, it just, it's easier with the elements the kart has now at this point in time. Yeah, yeah I guess the sliding is a lot easier now. And it's, it's, you know, it's obviously shorter. It's shorter than, you know, when compared to the other tracks. Because, you know, in Super Mario Kart on the SNES, the tracks were obviously a lot shorter. Um, yeah. you know, That's smaller. why they had five laps on uh, Super Circuit, right? That's right. Mario Kart Advance, they did five laps for those ones. Mm-hmm. I love that game. Super Circuit. That's a great game. Oh, man. That's good. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm an old school guy because I, I, I like Super Mario Kart and, and Super Circuit best. So. Well, that was a great thing about Super Circuit, wasn't it? It was that you basically you got every single track from Super Mario Kart on in Super Circuit, right? It's like right, yeah. Wonderful. True sequel. Yeah. It's awesome. Cool. So, uh, Danny, yes, you are up. Hello, please. Hello. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, I've been playing quite a bit of stuff, actually. A lot of stuff for uh, review for the site. And, uh, actually, that's about all I've been playing. A lot of stuff for review for the site. Um, Have you been playing anything from the eShop, Danny? I always play stuff from the eShop. <laughs> Not very long, but, well, at this time, yeah, that's actually, that's, that's basically all I've been playing. There's a couple of things directly from the eShop. Um, the first one I want to talk about, it just it came out in Japan about a month ago, in like the middle of November. In Japanese, it's Hirari Sakurai Samurai. And uh, the U.S. version is going to be Sakura Samurai, uh, The Art of the Sword. And basically, it's kind of, I think, one really good way to describe it. It's basically kind of like a punch-out meets feudal Japan. Uh, it's it's all about kind of twitch reflexes and dodging at the very very last second. Um, so on in Japan, it's like 700 yen. You can get it. It's internally developed by Nintendo, um, and overall, it is just an extremely extremely well crafted game. Um, I actually did a review for it on the site, and it's up there, so you can you know read my impressions on that. Um, it's not perfect, but I mean, I really think it shows, you know, that Nintendo can make some really, really awesome top tier stuff, you know, on the eShop that you can't find through other, you know, mobile, on other mobile platforms, you know, things that are made specifically for mobile platforms. Finally, Um, right? (laughs) Yeah. And Matt, did you actually get this game or did you not? I don't. I I was thinking about picking it up, but then, you know, it just kind of got lost in, you know, of all this other stuff that I've been playing lately. So sure. uh, one thing I want to ask you about that is, is it is it relatively lengthy or is it kind of short? I mean, you know, as a, I think it's what, like 700 yen or something on the yeah. eShop. So for 700 yen, I mean, does it feel like it's worth the money or what? You know, initially when I was playing through it, like when I was working my way to the final boss, because there's only like three basically main areas that you go through. Um, initially I was thinking, holy crap, this, I mean, this is great, but it's just really short. And then... I don't know, this is kind of a spoiler, but not not really. After you beat the final boss, there's actually a new mode that you can unlock. It's an in, like an, um, oh my god, oh, what the heck is it called? 
um, uh, basically like a uh, expert mode or something like that that you unlock. And it's basically with that, you're limited on the amount of, you know, hearts that you can get. In the previous, in the normal version, you collect like half a heart piece every single time that you uh, beat like one specific level on the map. So by the end, when you're at the final boss, you have maybe something like 16 hearts. And you could take, you know, quite a bit of damage. And that's necessary because sometimes these bosses are freaking crazy or you're just not able to dodge it right at the right time, so you're taking a lot of hits. But now it's like you only have three hearts and one healing item, and you can't buy any more healing items. And that's for, like, the whole duration of the game. So it's it gets pretty crazy um, just trying to go through basically the whole game without getting hit. So it kind of adds a lot a lot more length to the game. But I don't know. I Personally, I think it. I think it's worth it. I think it's a really, like I said, it's a really polished game, and it's a lot of fun, and it really challenges like your reflexes and stuff like that. Uh, so, I picked it up too. I still have to yet to play it a little bit more. I only played the tutorial, I think. Uh-huh. So it's basically like the second way through. It's kind of like Mario Galaxy, the one-hit kill levels, right? Yeah, basically. Basically like that <laughs> with punch out. <laughs> yes. But with swords. <laughs> In the Edo period. Yes. So Cool. Yeah. So it's really cool. And like I said, I wrote a review up on the site, and you know you can check it out there. If you just look under reviews, you can see it. I guess you've been playing more of that... Uh, I guess it's called Freaky Forms, right? Yeah, Freaky Crea- Forms. Creatoy. Oh, God. <laughs> Have you been getting street passes with that? Uh, I, I might have. I don't remember. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, it, you know, honestly, it's it's a, it's a pretty well put together game. I really respect, you know, what the developers did with it. Um, there's a lot of room for creativity. That's basically the whole point of the game is to be creative. I mean, not only can you create tons and tons of different kinds of creatures, you can also modify any of the uh, landscape and stuff like that too to any particular way you want, colors, shapes, whatever. So that's freaking awesome. So, I, I, mean, I want to know what Japanese people are creating on it. Like, um, <laughs> I, I, mean, I saw uh, a bunch of YouTube videos. Like They made uh, Mega Man. They made old enemies from Mega oh, Man. Right. Uh, they yeah. made Charizard from Pokemon. They All these different <laughs> stuff, which is really insane, but really well put together. Oh, yeah. The same for like uh, Pushmo levels, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Exactly. I've seen some kind of pixel art. I think style those two games, it. I think, are perfect for the eShop because they allow creativity, and <laughs> and the money you get worth it. It's really depending on your imagination, which I find really interesting. <laughs> and they still incorporate like street pass stuff, and uh, you know, uh, or something like, with QR codes. Yeah, or QR codes, like something. That too. You know, yeah. they're not limited in the features, which is nice. Yeah. My biggest beef with with uh, freaky forms or create toys, it's called here in Japan. Is I don't know. They're like in the particular. You after you create your creature, you're taking this creature throughout this little land, and you're kind of just doing things, doing what's called quests uh, for other non-playable characters on this particular plane. You're timed. You have like either 150 seconds or 300 seconds, depending on you know, how big your particular world is. But I don't know, it just gets kind of repetitive, and I found myself just kind of just going through it just because I was thinking, okay, I'm just doing this for the next unlock or stuff like that. Um, this kind of feeling like I'm just, just you know... Just going through the motions. Exactly, just grinding my way through here just to get the next thing. 
Um, I think that could be a problem for a lot of people, but then again, too, there could be some people that can really, really get into this. And uh, it, it, like I said, it's, it's, it's a well-put-together game, but I just don't think it's necessarily for everyone. So, I think it's only for the creative mind, really. Uh, more than, more yeah. so than Pushmo, because Pushmo also has um, a large amount of normal content in there. And sure. if you want to, you can make something yourself, but you don't necessarily have to. Here it's right. really depending on your own possibilities and what you can do with the tools they provide with you. Right, right. And I, I, so I watched uh, an, an, interest, an interesting Iwata asks with the, de the developers from uh, Freaky Forms. And one of the in most interesting things I got out of that is they initially, well, I mean, it wasn't initially going to be on the 3DS at all anyways, but uh, not just that. I mean, uh, the main reason they did this is they kind of, their idea was like, okay, so the idea is, you know, the, the family has the 3DS, you know, maybe the, the kids are playing it, they're making all sorts of crazy little things, and all of a sudden the parents are playing and they're all having a great time, but the thing that gets me, it's like, well, first of all, I can't, I just don't see this being something that necessarily appeal to families, because I don't, I don't know, I, my image of a Japanese family isn't one that gets on something with a 3DS buys a downloadable game and then plays it with their children. <laughs> I just don't see that. I mean, if you guys think it, think otherwise, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I don't know. That just doesn't seem like that's the market of people that's going to be buying games. <laughs> no, if, you believe, yeah. if you believe Japanese advertisements, then they all start, they all <laughs> yeah. start playing like football games together, you know, in the front room, right? It doesn't yeah, happen. I'm playing Inazuma Eleven with my kids. Like, no, you're not. That's not true. <laughs> with, a, with a classic controller. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Like your mum can hold that. <laughs> yeah, <really. laughs> so I mean, you know, it, it, nothing, nothing against Great Toy. It, it's an interesting game. I'm actually working on a review for the site for it. Um, Freaky Forms, rather, whatever you yeah. want to call it. I think Pushmo um, sounds more interesting. Pushmo is more interesting, actually. And Pushmo is another game I've been playing a lot of here recently too, and that is actually utterly amazing. Um, it came out here in Japan back in October, and it just came out in Europe and uh, America just here recently within the past week or something like that. Yeah, this week. The time we're recording this. Yeah, uh, the first day. So, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's really amazing. I mean, there's there, there's 250 puzzles in the game. Um, I mean, yeah, it starts out pretty freaking easy, but, my God, it can get really, really hard really, really fast. Um, I think those puzzles are more there to um, introduce you to that uh, to the older things, but then radically... And more progressively, it becomes insanely difficult. Right. And, and then later, they introduce also new mechanics, and then they wrap up the difficulty even more. Exactly. Yeah. And for the for those of you not familiar with the game, basically, you, it, there's like some little kids or something who get trapped on these, uh, I guess, play these pushmos or whatever you want to call them. And <laughs> it's basically your job to, basically, you can pull and push these different blocks as you make your way to the top and basically to release them and free them from their imprisonment or whatever. What I find interesting is that yeah, what I find interesting is that in Europe it's called pull blocks and in America it's called mm -hmm. pushmo. Yes. <laughs> is it pulling or pushing? Yeah. yeah. So it's you tell in, me. in Japan it's called hikuos, it's like a, it's like both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Yeah, so So you've got one of each or both. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. So the the QR codes, so you can you can scan in the code and you download the, or it creates the level, right? So how many of these can you store on in the game or on the 3DS? Is it unlimited? There's a limited. The, the there's SD? a limited amount. There's I, I could have sworn there's like three pages. I'm not exactly sure how many uh, things you could put on each page, but 
it's probably you could probably put a good amount on there. I'd say. Okay, so. that's cool. So you, you, I guess, the, is there like an official website or just is it just like forums that you get these from? Just forums and stuff like that. A lot of people put stuff okay. up. Like that. I mean, it wouldn't it would make too much sense to have you know for Nintendo <laughs> to have a right. website that you could just browse through a gallery. I think gallery, if right? you go to now to new Gaff, there are like already like one hundred puzzles on there from all the different members. Oh, cool. Nice, nice. I they've mean, yeah. they've done it in all of a day, which is insane. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, <laughs> NeoGaf, indeed. There, there, uh, there were five pages I see now where you can store puzzles. Five pages in the in the game. Hmm. With like wow. fifteen puzzles each. So fifteen um, times five. Oh, seventy-five puzzles. So this could be the new Picross 3D. I mean, that's very similar, right? You yeah. download I mean, puzzles and create them and share them as yeah. well, right? I mean, this game is amazingly interesting. It's it's really challenging and it's fun. So I, I think it's it's and it's I think co-developed or maybe fully developed by Intelligent Systems and then published yeah. by Nintendo. Right. I mean, so this is a quality product. This is something that if you don't have it, you know, yet on your 3DS, this is something that you need to get. This is amazing. Okay, so I guess I'll finish it up. So um, I'm currently running through Mario 3D, 3D Land, the last, the last lap, so to speak. You know, done the regular, uh, the regular worlds, the special worlds, all the star coins. But now I'm just going through with Luigi and trying to finish up any golden uh, flagpoles I might have missed. But my other challenge, which I've set myself, is uh, I'm street, obviously street passing every day, and I keep getting like uh, the new mystery boxes, right? Mm -hmm. So I've set this challenge for myself that I want to get 400 star coins before the end of the year. Cool. And wow. I'm currently on 356, I think. Well, I think you mm. only actually need 280 to complete the game. So <laughs> <laughs> like, there, is, there is no reason for me to be doing this. That's fine. Do it. Um, I just want to see what the limit yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, I did something similar with Animal Crossing on GameCube. Just kept collecting bells. So you've you've already played to the final final level on that game, then, right? On SM? No, no, no. I'm, I said I'm going through with uh, Luigi now. Yeah, I'm just taking it easy. I mean, I mean, with Mario Galaxy, like I went through the whole game, like the 120 power stars or whatever, in one in one go. Like in like a few like a couple of weeks or whatever, and then I I put it down and I came back to it like six months later and did the the second run through. To bring up Mario Galaxy, you know, so yeah, in Mario Galaxy that was the first time that we we basically had to go through the game again as Luigi right, right. in order to get that very last star, right? And I did that in Mario Galaxy, but it was very begrudgingly because it was like, all right, great, more, you know red red ring or red coin fetch quests and all this stuff. And also Luigi um, sucks. Right. Whereas I and I'm I'll be curious to hear what you think, but I thought in this game in in 3D land being able to go through with Luigi was actually more fun because of the way those stages are set up because they're more you don't have to worry about if you've already gotten all the gold coins, you yeah. have to get those again. So you can just rush that's the good. stage. You can see how fast you can get through. Yeah, that's and, that's another thing I was going to mention was the with the street pass, you got the rival times. I don't know what it's called in English, but in Japanese it's called rival 
and it and it shows the time that they completed the level in. So you've got like another challenge to to go through. You you can try and beat that guy's time, and you know you don't like you said you'd have to get the coin so you can just like power through it, you know. And I'm basically killing all these guys' times like by half. It's like cool. it's incredibly easy. <laughs> and, Very cool. You know, everyone I'm passing seems to suck. Completely. <laughs> I street passed with somebody who had gotten, you know, the five glowing stars. Yes, that means that they went through too. every single level, got all of the, you know, gold, gold coins, all the gold uh, flagpoles, and did it without dying more than five times on each level. <laughs> that is the killer. What? That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. I find it kind of sad that I have to start all over again just to get those five shiny stars. <laughs> I might do it like five years from now. I don't know. On my 3DS Lite. I can see myself <laughs> doing that. I can see myself doing that. Yeah, but I'm okay just with the four. Or f- can you get five non-shiny ones, I guess? Yeah, 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 you can. yeah, you yeah. Get five I'll just go for the five non-shiny. I'll be happy with that for the next few years anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, and, and then I got uh, Skyward Sword recently as well, and uh, I'm only a few hours into it because obviously my, my game playing time is quite limited, so I, I usually play you know for a couple of hours Um every night and I'm slowly getting through it loving it um, loving the controls and everything um, yeah, yeah the controls are so much fun aren't they yeah like the first time I I discovered that you could flip over a spider by just like flicking it up with the sword that was just like the best thing ever <laughs> <laughs> so yeah looking forward to that I mean to have a Zelda Christmas is just such a nice feeling, you know, just like bringing back memories of like, you know, Ocarina of Time. And My stuff. 1998 Christmas, except yeah, for there's yeah. no Pokemon, WCW, and WO Avenger. <laughs> so it's even better then. Yes. Zing. Yeah. So, but yeah, we've talked enough about Skyward Sword, but yeah. I guess, has anyone else, has anyone here completed the game yet? I, I will be really honest with you. I barely even started Skyward yeah. Sword. I'm I'm 45 minutes in. That's it. Oh, 40. Okay. Because wow, I've been, I thought I would be the yeah. I thought I would be no, way no, no. behind you guys. No, no, <laughs> man. Seriously, I really want to play. I, I had a friend. She came over and we. Well, she was showing me like all this really awesome stuff in it and stuff. And I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. She played for like I don't know five hours or something. So I was like watching a lot of cool stuff. Cool. But I, yeah, I haven't got to play a lot of it myself, unfortunately. The f- the thing is, I have so much other stuff to play, especially for the 3DS this month, that I barely paid attention to Wii, and that's for me a pretty rare thing to do. <laughs> uh, most mostly it was also Western stuff, so nothing to really talk about here. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, fair enough. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I could talk about Lego Harry Potter, but you know, <laughs> I could talk about <laughs> Formula One up. 2011 uh, 3D, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! But it's like I can do it in one sentence. It's okay. It has online play. If you like Formula One, you should possibly buy it. Yeah. Well, Beyblades and the Nintendo DS. Boom! I opened up the package. That's it. <laughs> That's all Danny does for reviews. Yep. Open up the package. This game sucks. Yeah. yeah. Four out of four out of ten. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. Okay, well, I think that wraps up new business. Um, so let's move on to a little bit of news. Um, so obviously the 3DS update is the biggest news, but we also had this uh, this crazy story which kind of exploded and then kind of went down a bit. It's about uh, Miyamoto 
retiring, quitting Nintendo, you know, kicking dirt in Iwata's face and slamming the door behind him, <laughs> if you read certain sites, or <laughs> if you read other sites, nothing has changed, he's in exactly the same position. Or if you read another site, he might say, well, he's, he's stepping down, he's, he's changing his role slightly, and uh, nothing else has changed. So, you know, which of those three you believe <laughs> is up to you. Everyone's taking this different ways, you know, and of course, investors are all freaking out. But uh, the way I took it when I first read it um, was basically the way that uh, John Ricciardi from Eight Forward kind of tweeted it that, you know, it, it basically he was saying that, yeah, I'm going to step down as being general manager and, fo- and focus on being, you know, more of a kind of personal director to, you know, smaller projects. Mm-hmm. Um, basically take, you know, put a bit uh, a more direct hand into making, you know, very specific games as opposed to uh, heading up development overall. And I think that's a great idea, you know, to have him kind of focus on, you know, something, you know, kind of give his leadership focus to, you know, one pr- property at a time so that, you know, it can hopefully come up with some really cool stuff. It's kind of what I thought he did anyway. I mean... I thought that's what he had. Like, it's a small hand in everything. He kind of, you know, he came by and he checked, you know, if the controls were good or whatever, if, if the idea was working, and then, you know, on to the next game. And that's what he did. So I don't really see any major difference unless he's doing things much, much smaller, like, you know, I don't know, downloadable titles for the Wii U or something. I don't know. The way I take it is, yeah, up until now, he had a small hand in everything. And now he's not going to be doing everything. He's only going to focus on, like, one thing at a time. I, I don't think necessarily also it's a bad thing because. Most franchises now have a very solid um, um, franchise director, like Anumas for Zelda, and mm-hmm. Kono's like for Mario Kart and Nintendogs, and right. I think all the most titles that Miyamoto even had a small hand on had already a good uh, people amount of staff behind them. So I don't worry much or too much about that. Who knows, you know how how this all went down? Because you know ever since. You know, there's been all the confusion on the internet about this. There's people have been calling. You know, I think it was Chris Kohler who broke it for Wired, right? You know, right. Calling you know him into question and calling Wired into question, and then I was uh, kind of going over an email thread with um, Aaron Kaluzko over the site about well, uh, there's a good chance that maybe the translator wasn't you know completely privy to what Miyamoto, Miyamoto was talking about at the time because I tell you, you know, from personal experience interpreting for people that, you know, you don't always know what they're what they're thinking. So as a result of that, you know, they might be saying something, but really the depending on their intent, what they're what they're saying could be completely different. So you're saying you have to be a Jedi to be an interpreter? It's it's not it's not easy, dude. <laughs> it's not easy, man. <laughs> Right, right, right. Okay, well, that's that's about all the news we have. Danny, did you did you talk about your uh, CirclePad Pro oh, thing? Oh, yeah. So, actually, the day that we're recording this is actually the, the day that Monster Hunter and CirclePad Pro came out in Japan, December 10th, uh, going into December 11th. And uh, so, those came out today. And initially, I had pre-ordered mine on Amazon because I was under the impression that uh, all the stores would, you know, you'd find dead children by the Monster Hunter kiosk or whatever, and <laughs> you know, just trails of blood up to the counter, and no copies of Monster Hunter. But um, well, that did happen. Didn't yeah, it? it did happen. I must have cleaned it up before I got there. Um, so I, I, I was actually planning on going last night, just well, I guess early, early in the morning, and just waiting outside of the electronics store 
at like four or five in the morning. But thankfully, or unthankfully, I've been sick. So <laughs> I thought, hmm, binding up outside for like five hours in the cold is probably not going to help me feel better. So I was like, man, just forget it. I'll just sleep. <laughs> You'll be one of the dead guys on the floor. Next yeah. Month so now I'm, now I'm not one of the dead guys on the floor. Um, <laughs> I, I went to the local electronic store here this afternoon, and um, actually I found they had plenty of copies of Monster Hunter, and they had plenty of the CirclePad Pros. And um, so uh, even though I already have things both pre-ordered on Amazon and paid for, uh, I went ahead and bought another CirclePad Pro. I, I not going to get another copy of Monster Hunter. I mean, man. <laughs> um, so anyway, so yeah, so I bought, I bought the circle pad pro cause I wanted to kind of like see immediately like what, what this thing, you know, how it feels and stuff like that. And, uh, it, it, as a, as a grip for just a 3ds, if you're playing like one of the games, like maybe Mario Kart or something like that, it, it's serviceable, but I don't know. It still feels a little bit weird. Like, I think it's perfect for, like, your right hand, because when you're holding it, there is just enough space, thanks to the addition of the circle pad, that you can actually still reach the the, the R button that's actually on the 3DS itself, and that, that feels fine. But just on the left side, it just feels a little bit cramped and weird. So do the, do the L2 and R2, or Z2, do they function at all in Noth games? No. Not at all. It's basically just none of the stuff works at all. Okay. So, um, you talked about your hand cramping up, and my my thought was I wanted to see what this felt like playing Street Fighter on because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, the the system is kind of thin to begin with. So sure. When when playing like a fighting game and really getting into it and you know trying to you know pull off all the you know Hadoukens and what have you, sure. Uh, I, my hand tends to cramp up because because the circle pad is so close to the edge of the system, right? And yeah. the way I position my hand, so I was thinking that with kind of like the extra meat there from the uh, from the cradle of the circle pad, circle mm -hmm. pad pro. Uh, it'd be more comfortable for me to play Street Fighter. So you're saying that really it's still not all that comfortable to hold. Even yeah, I mean, thing, huh? exactly. On the left side, where the circle pad is, you know, on the actual 3DS itself, I mean, you only have like an extra centimeter of space or something. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it's really not that much. I mean, as opposed to the other side, where there's like an inch, basically something like that. Um, so, I mean, it, it, like I said, it, it. I think for a longer gaming experience, it probably would be better but probably not much better. Mm. It, it is a little bit thicker, and it, it does, I don't know, it doesn't feel terrible, but it's just like, I don't know, my, my initial thoughts were like, oh my god, this is going to make playing Mario Kart be just like playing it like on, you know, with a GameCube controller or something. When you have this thing on, can you, can you reasonably reach the A, B, X, and Y buttons? Or basically, as long as you're playing with a circle pad, Pad Pro, does that mean that from when you're playing with that, you are going to be limited to using the two sticks and the L and R buttons? You can reach the A, you know, the, the face buttons just fine, but I think it's going to feel a little bit weird if you have a game that act you actually need to use a circle pad with, because it's basically, those buttons are basically parallel with the circle pad, more or less. So it just, it's, you know, as opposed to playing something like maybe on 360 or PS3, where it's, you know, the joystick on the right side is down, you know, down into the left of the buttons. Now it's like, you know, the face buttons are right across to the left. It's just, it just feels odd. Well, that's why they added the triggers, right? You're not supposed to use the, the face buttons when you're using two sticks, right? You're supposed I, to be using L and R, right? I guess, but yeah. I mean, I, I, the games that are made for it, that's probably what, you know, what it's going to do. But if you're like playing like a Street Fighter or Mario Kart. Mm. It, so you're not going to keep yeah. this permanently on your 3DS then? 
Probably not. I was even <laughs> playing. I was even playing Pushmo with it, and it just felt kind of weird and unnecessary. <laughs> it's already in the bin, isn't it? You've already thrown it away. No, it's it's here in my hands. How much? How much was it? Just it's actually it's very cheap. It's uh, the retail price is fifteen hundred yen. Um, on Amazon, I think it was like twelve hundred or something. It's even cheaper there. So. Well, the interesting things about it, uh, I read again from a tweet from uh, John, uh, John Ricciardi, was that uh, that apparently the way it communicates with uh, the system then is through the IR port. The That's right. Port, right. Right. Yeah. That's right. So that means the battery life is is actually quite long. I heard it was like over two hundred hours or something. Three hundred eighty hours. Yeah, four hundred eighty hours, and Jesus. I even confirmed that today by looking through the little manual. But on the on the flip yeah. side, that means that you know from the the 3ds side of the equation, uh, it's probably gonna you know use that much more of the 3ds battery to actually use that thing because it's gonna have to you know power the the IR port, right? What this does actually, hmm. there's a, a AAA battery that powers it, and that's where it gets basically all the energy. It doesn't use any of the 3ds. Well, I see what you're saying. Yeah, mm. because it, because both you're gonna need you know uh, the the trans the transferring between both the IR ports, right? So sure, it's gonna you're gonna have to be able to send messages back and forth between both of them. Sure, I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't assume it would be like drastic. You know what oh, I mean yeah. in terms of like yeah. battery loss. Yeah. So. What I think something that Matt would like is something like a really thick one which has a built-in battery. So it makes the 3DS a lot thicker, but also, you know, you got the extra battery juice. I, I hope that a third party does that. Actually, uh, Minoru, you know, our newest NWR Japan correspondent, he posted something on Twitter mm -hmm. about basically something that he thought was like a really good-looking grip, a really good grip for the 3DS. It actually looked pretty awesome mm -hmm. um, just as a grip. With uh, a battery in or? I don't know if it had grip. a battery. I just saw a picture, man. <laughs> Get off my back. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I could yeah. see I could see myself going for something like that. If it improved the battery and gave you an extra analog stick, you know, that that would be okay. But sure. I'm not sure if Minua was talking about the same one I thought of, but uh, I saw one on the internet that had tri that tripled the, the battery life of the 3DS, so I'm pretty interested huh. wow. in that. Nice. Wow. Is that just buying three 3DSs or...? <laughs> <laughs> You just change the game cartridge to the next system. You can't do that. That's region locked, sir. <laughs> Touche. The longest sessions I've had with my 3ds have been in the plane. Um, I've I've had plenty of trips back to uh, North America over the last couple months here, and mm -hmm. uh, in doing that, you know, I've had my 3ds with me, and I found that if I if I kick my brightness on the screen down to the lowest setting and then turn on the um, Oh, what do you call it? The, the mode, you know, the there's, there's like a low, yeah, mode. the economy mode, battery economy mode, right? Mm -hmm. Put, turn that on, and then even more so, decide to turn off the 3D. That thing will actually last like a good five, six hours, maybe even longer. Um, so, you know, I guess it really depends on, yeah. you know. It's it's surprising, like, if I accidentally leave my 3DS on, like in my cool. bag, in, my, in the case, and then just in standby mode, and then it's 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 still only like a day or two days, and it kills the battery. Yeah, just doing nothing. Yeah, there's something about you know when you have that Wi-Fi on and it mm -hmm. keeps you know pinging for stuff that all the time, right? Yeah, it, that that kills the battery really quick, man. Like my DS Lite, I think I swear I think I left it on for a week one time. Oh yeah, and it's like it's yeah, still seriously. Works. My DSi, when I was like I said, when I was doing those student games from the Nintendo seminar thing. I literally didn't charge my DSi for a week, and it was still alive somehow. I mean, it was almost dead because it was blinking red. That's why I looked at it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah. 
it'd be an interesting experiment with the 3DS to, to keep it in sleep mode without having the Wi-Fi on because, you know, we always have the Wi-Fi on because we're trying to do spot pass or street pass. But it'd be interesting to see how long the battery would last actually with that off. I, I bet that it would be a lot longer. Yeah, I swear. It's like even with the 3DS turned off, it's still using power. That's what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, it's somehow just connecting to my sockets and draining electricity. Yeah. <laughs> I've got it uncharged right now. It's like I barely used it today. You know, yeah. I only checked my like street pass adventure or whatever. And the Itsunomani <laughs> Tenevi. You check that right every day. Oh, Is that just me? <laughs> That's hey, just you, Danny. I, I enjoy that. I don't always watch it, but I check it. Did you see the new dating show on there? <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> it is batshit insane and it's just like, ridiculous. It's like the point of view of like I don't know, <laughs> like an attacker, like a, a sexual like molester or something. <laughs> Every it's, time I watch it, okay, it it's is. It, it, if for those of you who don't know, there's this weird dating thing that's on the like a dating show i mean it's only like two minutes long but you go on a date it's basically a virtual date it's like basically yeah you, you, if you can't oh it's like date... love plus no. <laughs> um, what, what sorry it's like love plus <laughs> well, kind of <laughs> yeah love plus but real but no. not real and less interactive <laughs> yeah so they got the target demographic right there <laughs> aim straight at danny you know yes so since i'm the only one that watches that thing anyways but uh, <laughs> actually, I, I, I haven't been watching Itsunomani Terebi, but I do watch the Nintendo, you know, what is it, the Nintendo video that they have oh, yeah. over here. And, uh, oh, the orchestra stuff, yeah. Yeah, they had the, the orchestra stuff. They had some nice little, like, tours of Kyoto. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they did. Cool. Yeah, we talked about that before, right? Yeah. Mm. All good stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. And hey, if you ever want to know what's going on in the eShop, I do a, a feature every single week. You nice. can check that out on NW. We, we have amazing, amazing animations from Australia. Oh, oh yeah? Really? Okay. Yeah. We have, uh, we have a few cartoons on there which we get every single week. Oh, Dan, cool. I have a question. You have a, three, you, you have a Japanese 3DS. Can yeah. you view any of the, um, the Spot Pass TV? It's an Amateri B stuff? Nope. I didn't think yeah, so. That's, that's IP locked. I tried yeah. watching it from North America one time and it didn't work. You know, I really avoided like a, bu a bullet there because I was very close to getting a US or a European 3DS, and because uh, I thought that like the the stuff they were going to get. I'm pretty unsure if Nintendo Video from either America or Europe would work in Japan. I'm pretty unsure yeah, about I'd, that actually. I I don't think it does. I think I've heard it because like. Like the Ardman animation stuff, you know, I'm a big yeah. fan of that, and I was almost tempted to get a European one, and then I'm so glad I didn't. <laughs> I don't know where where Ardman is uh, going, and like Eurosports, those two things were still announced, like in the conference oh, it's in no, January. It's still not on. It's still okay. not on there. Uh, oh, okay. They have animations from an other studio, which I forgot the name from, which is the Australian studio I just talked about, but they have like one or two. Uh, cartoons every single week, which are pretty enjoyable, actually. Hmm. Oh, we got cool. an episode of Kirby, right? We got like two episodes. Well, it was like one whole episode split into like two pieces. Yeah, what um, was that about? It was weird. About some big giant shrimp. <laughs> 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 yeah. that, that's it. That, they've got an English version of that, right? They probably do. I mean, it'll just be a matter of. We have the we have the Kirby TV channel. On right, Wii. right, right. Oh, I right. thought I'd heard of that. Yeah. I think cool. it ends by um, I think it ends next week. So, for European listeners who want to uh, listen in to here, you need to watch all those episodes within a week now, or else your channel will be Dan goofed. Well, <laughs> either that, or unless it takes me forever to edit this, and I don't edit this but until Christmas Day, then you're already screwed. So yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, we're running pretty long here. Okay, so through the magic of time travel and editing, uh, the music break you just heard, one day has passed by. Uh, this is the now the following day, because last night we were getting a bit tired and running out of energy, so we thought, let's just cut it there and let's continue the next day. So that's what we're doing. So uh, we're now up to the uh, music quiz, and this is a exciting new segment, never done before. I hope everything goes to plan. <laughs> this is... Um, it's for fun. It was for you guys to have fun to play along, but also you can win something. Not not you guys. I mean, oh. the, listener, uh -huh. the listeners. Uh -huh. <laughs> I still got a few things left over from TGS. Um, the best thing I think is this uh, uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken uh, towel thing, mm -hmm. which you could uh, I don't know take to an onsen, Danny. I don't know. Sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, the Rhythm Thief tote bag. Which is pretty cool. It's quite a big, big thing. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you could uh, sell it on eBay or just you know enjoy it. Or whatever. cut some leg holes in it and make it like a weird pair of overalls or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Indeed, indeed. Okay then. So I'm gonna go ahead. So the uh, the music quiz. What it is? Um, I'm gonna play five songs. These could be games. These could be movies. And it's not necessarily restricted to Nintendo systems, so keep an open mind. It's similar to Radio Trivia, one of my favorite podcasts. Um, let's call this Radio Trivia Famicast Edition. Um, this might be a one-off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we might do it again. Who knows? Let's see how it goes. Um, so just listen along. And what I want you guys, Matt, Dan, and Danny, I want you to um, put your answers in Skype. And... Uh, Okay. I'm going to see which of you guys wins at the end. And uh, if you can beat these guys, if you, I'm talking to the listeners here, if, you, if the listeners can beat your guys' scores, then they can win something. All right, so good luck so, to them then. Good luck yes. to them, good luck to you. Thank you.
Okay, so that was the first track. And uh, I can confirm that, uh, Dan, you have two points. Uh, Danny, did you give me the answer for the, uh, the game name? Yeah, you must have just lost it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give uh, I can't gonna give Danny any points. Sorry. That's fine. And, I, accept, uh, I accept that. And Matt, um, I'm sorry, you don't have any points after that one either. No, but I don't Dan, know what that is, man. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I won't reveal it now, obviously. But uh, yeah, Dan, you got the game name and the track name correctly. So well done. Two points. Nice. Cool, Dan. So, so the next one, um, I'll give you a hint. It's a game. It's also a movie. So, um, for two points, just name the movie slash game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's an. I'll narrow it down a bit. It's a. It's a very big, famous uh, action movie from the kind of eighties, nineties era. Here we go. Okay, so after that track, I can confirm, Dan, you have two points. Wow. You have two points. And sorry, Danny, you didn't get that at all, did you? I (laughs) thought my answer was just fine. (laughs) You got that wrong? Come on, man. So that brings, um, that means, Dan, you've got four. Mm-hmm. And um, Matt, you've got two, and Danny is still on zero. Well, you know, I, I like the good comeback story. So. <laughs> exactly. That's what he's going to do. He's totally I, do the I get think, ten thing. I think the exactly. reason I, I think the reason I got it. And this is no spoiler for the song at all. I got it for another reason, which I will tell um, during the next song while people are listening. Okay. So we're going that last one there, James. Was mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Was that actually from one of the the games then, or no? Yeah, I think that was from the NES game all right the, the movie okay. the movie tie-in game yeah, that's so how i got it so yeah much in the vein of like um the ducktales game you know the the, the title song is just so it's yep. exactly like the cartoon isn't it it's like yep. just you know bit chip tuned yep yep okay right then so let's go on to number three and i'm pretty confident all of you have played this game and okay. you're all gonna get it so danny this is your chance
Okay, give me answers, gentlemen. Oh man, no, it ain't happening, man. It ain't happening. Okay, let me just check. Um, so I can confirm, Matt. Matt, you said we sports. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Oh, um, should you Dan be tell? Should you be giving <laughs> listeners big hints like that? <laughs> <laughs> um, Danny, you said Ninja Gaiden. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Well, then, um, that was anyways, whatever. <laughs> but I can confirm, Dan, you got the game correct. Uh, okay. Unfortunately, unfortunately, you didn't get the the bonus point, which was for the the exact level. I, I know there's so many songs in that game that I laughed, though I possibly couldn't remember it that very correctly or accurately. So to give a hint for the listeners, to give you guys a, a little help, that was a chiptune version of a modern game. It wasn't actually an epic game. So uh, yeah, Dan, you get uh, one point for that. Okay. So um, yeah, you're on to five points now. Oh. Um, Matt, you're still on two, and Danny, you are yet to score. But um, like I said, I'm bringing out the big guns later, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the next game is another big game, and this is one for Matt. And I will be very disappointed if you don't get this, Matt. Oh, geez, all right, man. Uh, I gotta step up to the plate, I guess. <laughs> this one's for you, dude. So uh, yeah, here we go. So, um, you, I think you all got the game. Oh, Dan, you haven't given me an answer yet. No, I had no idea. Okay, well, Matt and Danny, you got the yes. game correct. So one yes. point each for you guys. Hey, check, um, man. Danny, I told see. you. Yes, that's right. Yes, you're <laughs> right. And da no, no, Danny got a bonus point too. He got the track name correct as well. Nice. Well, yes. So, Danny, two points for you. Boom, I told you, I'd like just coming back at the end to surprise on everyone, right? <laughs> That's almost a comeback. Not quite a comeback oh, yeah. yet. Yeah. So, so, Dan, you're on five. Danny, uh, you're on two now. And Matt, you're on three. All right. So uh, the order hasn't changed, but at least you're not on zero, right, Danny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a tricky one, maybe. But um, you all seem to get it. Um, so let's go on to number five. And... Uh, this ties in nicely with the game you're all playing at the moment. But again, this is a chiptune version of this song. This isn't the actual original song. So listen carefully. Here we go.
Awesome. Well done, you guys. You all got two points. You all got the game and you all got the exact track correctly. All right. Awesome. So that's two points for all you guys. So that means, let me just add this up here. So Dan, you're now on seven. Mm -hmm. Matt, you're on five. And Danny, you're on four. All right. So the last one, the last song we got here, this isn't from a game at all. And ah. that's all I'll say. It's not a game. It's a chiptune song, but it's not from a game. It's not from a movie. Or is it? <laughs> <laughs> this is it. This is the last song. Okay, that's it. That's it, gentlemen. Can I have your answers? Oh, Matt, you just give me a last-minute answer. Yes. I should have gotten that one. You, you, you get one point for that, Matt. Right. And Danny, you got it perfect. You got Ooh. the artist and the track. Two points Ooh. for you. You should and give me three points for that. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan, you have no answer? I have no idea. Okay. So... Danny, you might be getting your comeback here. Told you. So here we go. So Matt has one. So that brings um, Matt up to six. And Danny, you're tied with Matt with six. And Dan, you have still on seven. Okay. So that was enough for you to win. Yay. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I just remembered that is obviously from a movie, right? The last song. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. I should have gotten that one. I mean, I do you remember the the tune of it, but I don't know the artist or the guy or the song at all. So I <laughs> okay. couldn't tell you even if I I could I could tell you what uh, how the song is like, but that's all about I could do. <laughs> so so Dan, you got seven. Um, so if you people who are listening, um, if you can do better than Dan, if you can get seven, let's say if you can tie with him, or if you can get better than him, like seven or eight points then uh, I'll send you something cool. Uh, so send it to the Famicast email address. That's famicast at nintendoworldreport.com and uh, put the 
the uh, title heading as uh, Famicast competition. And the first person to uh, get more or tie with Dan will get something cool. Cool, that was fun. So well yeah. done. Well done to well done to all of you. You all did pretty well. So uh, I think that last track, I I I did that with Danny in mind because I thought he might be able to make a little comeback at the end. <laughs> so well done. So let's move on to the last segment of this epic Famicast, <laughs> the last one of 2011. I mean, what a way to go out. This is going to be like three hours long at this rate. Yeah, oh, Jesus know. Christ. Good. <laughs> good luck with the editing Danny yeah <laughs> so let's move on to listener mail Matt could you read the first uh, letter for us uh, from the forums, ooh boy. I have a question for the next podcast. Admittedly, it's not game-related. With the majority of nuclear power plants offline, how has it impacted on your daily life, especially during the summer? What kind of issues are going to pop up coming into autumn and winter? I've seen some of the more quirky inventions, like a shirt with battery-powered computer fans <laughs> installed in them and businesses allowing the staff to go more ca- casual uh, in account of the heat. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you guys have seen, but really over the summer we had, um, you know, different places trying to do different things in order to conserve electricity. Uh, I know, for instance, uh, where I work at, they uh, they decided to just turn off the uh, the hand dryers in the bathrooms, and that was about it. <laughs> um, and then also in Ikebukuro, where, where I live, um, they they have this giant television screen, you know, that's, that's always you know playing music and ads and stuff, and. And uh, I, I don't know how how effective it was at actually conserving electricity, but basically it was always on with a message saying, in order to conserve electricity, we're not playing any ads. So... <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. That's classic, classic Japan. We're using this like 10,000 gigawatt screen to tell you to save power. Right. Yeah, uh, can they right. just put like a banner over it or something? You know? Or... Yeah, exactly, you know. And so what, what you see is you see a lot of these kind of things where they they're they're trying to show and say hey look we're doing our best to conserve energy when in reality it's really not helping at all i'm sure um yeah, yeah. although going into the autumn and winter here uh, as it's gotten colder i really haven't noticed anybody even give you know a second thought about you know conserving electricity anymore yeah. right. do you guys what have you guys noticed well straight after the earthquake i noticed a lot of shops were kind of like doing like half the shop was the lights were turned off and the other half was turned on so it was kind of like a bit dark in one corner of the shop. That's about it. And uh, some places near mine, like you said, they've turned some screens off. You know, like some big, like touchscreen TVs. Uh, like in the supermarket, you can kind of got these interactive things where you can scan your mobile phone across it, and then it uh-huh. until it gives you information. So yeah, you see some things here and there, a few screens off, you know, things like that, but nothing major. Yeah. I mean, it, it, with in terms of like saving power and stuff. I mean, it wasn't nearly. Well, I mean, at least it didn't seem like people cared nearly as much. At, you know, month, a few months after the fact, right. as opposed to you know, if, right after it happened. But I mean, uh, I was that jerk that's always running my air conditioner in the summertime because you know, hey, I like to be comfortable. <laughs> and I tell like my coworkers, they'll be like, "Oh my god, I have my air conditioner set to like thirty degrees Celsius," and I'm like, "What?" 
why don't you just like open up your windows if you're going to set it like that high? But I, I don't know. <laughs> but, and the yeah. um, the thing about the shirts that he mentioned, I, I haven't seen a battery powered uh, shirt before, but <laughs> but um, but the going casual on account of the heat or now now the the cold is mm-hmm. that's quite true. They called it it's called cool biz. In, uh, some, in summer so they some offices like they say you don't have to wear your tie to the, to work you can just kind of like have an open shirt or something and, and so you you guys are both james and danny you guys are english teachers right so did you guys have any kind of did anybody say anything like yeah go ahead and you know we're kind, kind of dressed down so that you can so that we don't have to spend as much in air conditioning or well uh, i don't know i well for, not for myself but i know for, for a fact that danny wore a mankini to work right well yeah that's every day <laughs> that was the summer I yeah. Don't know about winter. yeah that too it's, it doesn't matter anytime it's a good time for it <laughs> no it's pretty casual where i work so i just wear wore shorts in summer anyway wow i can't do that i mean I don't know. I just wear like you know dress slacks and shirt. Uh, well, obviously a shirt, a uh, dress shirt, <laughs> um, and a mankini, and a mankini underneath for you know mm. times when you need it. But yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't really change my outfit or anything like that. It's, okay. Yeah. So yeah, so. the general answer is some small changes, but not really that much. Yeah, not, not as much as you'd, you'd expect. Or uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So the next one. Um, Next one is from Mike Corbett uh, from by email, and he's asking about Animal Crossing. He said, what do you think the reason for the Animal Crossing 3DS game delay is? And how big of a, big of a deal is Animal Crossing in Japan? Of course, it's a niche game, but um, he's heard that Japan loves it. And uh, before you guys answer, I got an answer from Minoru. Um, our Japanese-Japan correspondent, and uh, he did a little bit of research to this answer. And uh, he he thought that perhaps Nintendo was waiting until the user base of the 3DS is getting to a certain level, especially the casuals, um, for it to reach a certain level and then to release the game. Uh, or maybe it's to even implement some connectivity with the Wii U version, which would be cool. Um, so he did a little bit of research here. Um, Animal Crossing, the DS version, sold 5.1 million in Japan alone. Man. Which is the same as Pokemon Black and White, or even Brain Age. Um, so that outnumbers all the Wii games, and it even outnumbers uh, some of the Monster Hunter games on PSP, and even Dragon Quest Nine. So yeah, it's pretty huge. God, you're talking about Animal Crossing, a DS actually outsold Dragon Quest Nine. Yeah. Wow. And the uh, the Wii version of Animal Crossing only sold 1.2, but that still outsold Monster Hunter on the Wii and even Galaxy on the Wii. So, yeah, well, even the be, shitty Wii version did well. To be really honest with you, I I think they realized after the Wii, Wii version they'd need to do a better bang-up job for the next handheld one. God, I since hope so. Since they have done the same concept on the on the GameCube, the DS, and Wii, and now they're making you, for example, be the mayor, um, right. they're having this more expanded um, town. Um, they put all these new elements in there, which are pretty interesting, and I think the new ideas that they have for it will take a longer development cycle. Yeah, I, I want sure. them to spend a long time on this, because there's so much potential for Animal Crossing. I mean, like... 
just even like the street pass and things like that you know you could just exchange you know clothes and items and all that kind of stuff and just like mm -hmm. the, the online also model homes so um and right. mm -hmm. a home from an, um, the guy who street passed will become a model home in uh, your town. So you can take yeah. a look in there. Yeah, yeah. You could have like a little kind of side town that is full of like the people that you street passed or something like that. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. But just the online stuff, you know, just opening that up. Because I don't know if you guys had or played the DS version. It was oh, such yeah. a pain in the ass to like connect with your friends. Like yeah. after exchanging the friend codes and it's like you have to go through a gate. You know, and it took like 20 minutes to like load up. And then it's like you walked in the guy's town and you couldn't really do anything and you couldn't talk to each other. It was just like such a pointless and, you know, empty, shallow experience. Yeah. Like if they can open that up and I think it's potential to be massive. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't pick up the Wii version mainly because I yeah. looked at it and saw it and it's like, holy crap, this is the same thing they've been doing since the original concept, which came from like, you know, the N64 disk drive. I mean, come on. <laughs> but so I, I seriously, you know, but, yeah. you know, with with the new with the new concepts that they're uh, implementing into the game, like Don said, we were talking about this the other day, uh, you know, you're the mayor um, is, is, is a pretty big thing. And uh, I think Tom Nook's like the real estate agent or something. Yeah, and that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of like just different stuff that they're doing that I think is good to kind of mix it up a little bit. I mean, it'll be, you know, it'll be familiar, but it'll be hopefully new enough to where you know it'll be fresh and i think you know, they must they really must because they can't yeah. do the same concept again yeah and also i think that tomodachi collection kind of stole a bit of the thunder of animal crossing because oh they kind yeah of, they kind of did so much more that that you know that animal crossing didn't do and it became i haven't got the numbers for tomodachi collection but i'm pretty sure it was bigger than animal crossing i mean i think it was even bigger than the the then the last Dragon Quest game that came out on DS. Yeah, it was so really, if, really big. If they get that right on 3DS, I mean, they could have two huge potential hits for the casual market, which yeah. is what they need right now for the 3DS because it's pretty much, you know. I will go on a limit only. here, though. I will go on a limit here, though, and say that Tomodachi Collection will come out first. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, we've seen more of it by now. Well, yeah. yeah and didn't they didn't they mention i think uh i can't remember if it was at the the thing in september or the thing in october, october that uh you know yeah it was going to come out early next year so um i guess we'll have to look forward and to see you know when exactly both these games come out but um they also they also did a what like in what asks or something like that right for uh, animal right. crossing mm -hmm. right and exactly. uh, they 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 did mention a whole bunch of new features that that did sound pretty interesting unfortunately i can't remember any of them not that interesting then. I think there was also now an English version of a like a developer thing is now available in English, so people can watch that. Where again they the stress the points of the mayor, the the real estate agent, uh, that being Tom Nook, the extended beach that you can swim. Um, the the drug racketing system that they're introducing. <laughs> yeah, the, tr the triads. Could, yeah. Well, you can have pants and shirts, <laughs> and guys can wear dresses if you want to. So. Cool, <laughs> and they also changed the models of all the characters from scratch again, which was pretty interesting stuff to me. Um, mm -hmm. So, real hoping it becomes a really good game. Yes, hoping. Yeah. So, Danny, why don't you read the next one from Ryan? Okay, this is from Ryan Hutt. Uh, greetings from Anaheim, California. 
Hopefully this topic hasn't been covered on the Famicast before, but I was wondering what kind of reaction Metroid Other M got in Japan. I'm afraid that the attempt to elevate Metroid in the East... I'm afraid that the attempt to elevate Metroid in the East, he dealt a serious blow to the series in the West. How do Japanese gamers react to the game? Uh, anyways, thanks for the great podcast. He said, I've been to Japan once before, but only got a small taste of the great country, and I want more. When I listen to the Famicast, I feel like I'm back. Keep up the great work. Uh, well, thanks a lot, Ryan. Um, you know, jeez, oh, I think actually a couple of months ago on RFN, they actually kind of addressed this uh, a bit. And, you know, uh, when yeah. when Other M came out, I don't think I was actually in Japan, and I don't remember even... <laughs> really reading too much about like uh, Japanese perception of the game in general or anything like that. I, well, the whole the whole concept of the RAM is to please the Japanese gamers <laughs> who don't right. even like Metroid, which is <laughs> just bizarre to me. It's like they made all these changes, you know, so like none of the guys in the West liked it, and, you know, and the Japanese don't like it anyway. So nobody mm-hmm. likes it in the end. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of. I think it did. Yeah. I think it did make the big splash they were expecting in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess they wanted it to be a bridged game or whatever. They wanted it to be, you know, it's like they simplified it, made it NES style controls or whatever, hoping mm-hmm. that people might, you know, pick it up on nostalgia value. But um, it didn't uh, work. Yeah, I, I can't speak to you know how how successful it was in Japan. All I know is that um, I my uh, actually the guy that cuts my hair. Um, <laughs> he, he was apparently a big Metroid fan, so you know he he talked to me a couple of weeks ago. and He's like, "Oh yeah, you know I picked up Metroid." And, uh, he he seemed to be enjoying it. Um, so I guess there are Japanese gamers out there that enjoy you know Metroid Other M one way or the other. Um, and ironically, that was right about the same time that I picked it up, and then you know proceeded to play through it. But yeah, unfortunately, so I can't really answer the question as to you know how well it was received in Japan. Well, probably didn't do that well. <laughs> let's let's just uh, say that. Yeah. Um, so I think the next Metroid game is is probably going to be a return to the to the prime format. If I would, uh, if I was to hazard a guess, I don't think they're going to make another M two. Well, I could but... see them maybe doing some kind of a third person thing, not like uh, I guess as linear as other M. Um, you know, it's a possibility. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, that's well, just you know. It, who knows? I, I mean, it, it, I mean, I think uh, famously Zach Miller. He's a bit of a, a hater on this game, you know. But you know, even he says that you know, if you took the cutscenes and all the anime bullshit out, then it w- there is a good game in there. Yeah. So if they can just like you know f- focus on the good parts of the other M, I think it would make an awesome 3DS game. Just in the 3D, it would be so cool. Like, that kind of diorama look. It did feel pretty linear, didn't it? But, I mean, other than that, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it did seem like pretty, pretty, you know, enjoyable Metroid, you know, uh, 2D-style Metroid gameplay for the most part, you know. Um, it, it was a shame that, you know, you, yeah. you couldn't really go anywhere you wanted to until the very end. Um, suddenly, you know, at the very end, you everything was unlocked pretty much, and you could do whatever you want, but... For me, it's weird that in recent times, uh, Sakamoto hasn't said a thing about Metroid, and the only person who really talked about it is Tanabe um, from Nintendo. That kind of worries me, because is Sakamoto not the franchise leader of Metroid? 
Right. Well, I, I could be mistaken, but I thought I had heard somewhere, you know, some rumor somewhere or something that basically it was all the ideas to, you know, bring in more story and to, um, you know, make it really simple so that you could play with just the Wiimote was all kind of like Sakamoto's idea. So maybe, maybe uh, the reason you don't hear a whole lot, you know, from him about it is because he was uh, disappointed that, you know, it didn't get as you know well received as he had hoped. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's probably being uh, fired. And I think Tanabe will get it back because he did uh, Metroid Prime with Retro, so possibly he gets the handling back on the franchise. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So let's move on to the next question. letter from Chris. Sure. Hey guys, first off, I love hearing news and events from Japan. I always keep up with releases in the States, but it's a nice chance to hear about Japan. Keep up the good work. And secondly, I have a general question. Living in the States is kind of difficult for common gamers to go to big gaming related events. We have conventions like such as E3 and PAX, but not many, not as many people can get around to these. What other advantages than Super Potato and TGS do you have? All feel would you never have a similar experience to anywhere besides Japan, Chris. Well, one of the biggest big things is that we can actually street pass, right? I'd say that's a pretty <laughs> Yeah, we said that yesterday or the first part of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, the uh, other thing is just it just it's just incredible just how you can go to, you know, so many different stores and you can pick up, you know, used games. Um, oh, yeah. and you can get, you know, really nice used games for cheap, uh, but also you can get classic games you know you can find super famicom and famicom games and uh that's that's always really impressed me that you know aside from just super potato you can go to like book offs right where they sell used books and you can pick up just all kinds of great classic games i've picked up some really awesome like game boy and game boy color games even within like the last year i got uh both of the um the the zelda games on game boy color um Mm -hmm. I can't think of what they're called in English right now. Or Call of Ages and Girl Girl of Seasons. Yeah, yes. those two, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was I was stoked because those were the only two Zelda games I had never bought up until that point. And the mm-hmm. fact that I could just go to the uh, the bookstore, you know, down the road and find it, I was shocked. It was great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I touched on this before in, like, one of, the, one of the previous episodes. And, yeah, I think this the used game market here in Japan is absolutely amazing. I mean, you don't have to go to just only Super Potato to get this stuff. I mean, like you said, you can just go to, like, uh, bookstores and stuff like that here and or just places that are you know you can just find so much great retro stuff it is absolutely amazing yeah and usually fairly priced and in great shape so yeah that's true that's true book off danny book off yeah. uh, I think as a, as a uh, you know as a kind of gaming geek is uh that you know they have those capsule toy machines that are rare right and, and, and lots of times you can find you know capsule capsule toy machines with some cool nintendo merchandise in there like you know uh plenty of super mario new super mario brothers stuff or um like mario kart stuff you see a lot of tell me about it <laughs> <laughs> i got a whole box full of that stuff cool <laughs> Yeah, I can't resist. If anything Mario-related, got to do it. Okay, then. So let's move on to the next question. Uh, now, this is a follow-up from the onsen question. This is from Mr. Shannon. 
the uh, the now infamous question, which uh, <laughs> which somehow bled into the uh, the live episode, <laughs> and then became a massive hit. Seemingly, <laughs> I don't know why, but anyway. <laughs> so he says, "Hey guys, great show as always. Um, thank you for reading my question. Although he was a bit surprised that we laughed so hard at it and uh, didn't win anything. Well, since then we have rectified that situation and." Danny, I believe you have sent him something. Yes, and actually he just uh, contacted me the other day and he had received it. Uh, I think I'd sent him like a Rhythm Thief tote bag, uh, awesome. the Revelations soundtrack, and I think like a Revelations postcard that I got from TGS. So cool. Nice. Some cool stuff. So yeah, yeah. So, sorry for la laughing so heartily at your question because uh, it, it just uh, it, it made us laugh at the time, but yeah. Made, I thought it was awesome. I loved it. It made the uh, it made the live show very interesting. I mean, <laughs> I sent out this promise on uh, on Twitter. Like I said, you know, if if we reach the amount needed to get to the the Famicast live hour, I will talk about you know onsen stories. <laughs> and then little did I know that that would you know fuel the fire you know for people wanting to donate. <laughs> Didn't think <laughs> whatever works, right? So yeah, thanks for that. Um. So yeah, his uh, question continues. Uh, he says, as far as subtitles versus dubbing, which is what we talked about in the previous episode, he said the only games that he has played that have been subbed for a US release, like Japanese games coming to the US, are the Guilty Gear fighting games. Uh, all the ones that he's played have got uh, total Japanese voiceovers with English subtitles. However, there are some games that have done an amazing job at dubbing. Uh, Disgaea and Grim Grimoire were to name a couple where the dubbing was so good that he didn't even miss the Japanese audio, even though in the Grim Grimoire game there was an option to switch audio tracks. Yeah, so uh, have you guys played any games where, you know, you prefer the, the Japanese over the English? The, um, the, the audio track? I think in recent examples, I have the English version of Xenoblade, and I never went to the English voice acting. All right. So they've got no. dual tracks on that as well. Yeah, they have English and uh, Japanese voice acting. Yeah. And I tried it a little bit at an event, and I was like, this seems okay. And mm. I've just said, now nah, I'm going with the Japanese one. That's usually how I go with games like Fragile Dreams, which also came out in Europe. Um, I also went with Japanese voice acting, because the, Amer because the American voices were terrible. <laughs> um, but the thing is, with games that aren't like a bit sadistic like this Gaia. I like to pick the English voice acting because I know it will be fun. So for me, it's a very uh, situation-based thing. Um, but most of the time, I do choose the Japanese voice acting. Well, I know there's a lot of Japanophiles who, you know, they would refuse to listen to the English just, you know, just for the sake of having it in Japanese. But, you know, it's not always the case that the Japanese is better. Um, no, no, no. But, you know, in some cases it is. I mean, with Xenoblade, I heard those um, voice acting and it's all British voice actors. And uh, It's it's not bad. It's, it's, it's... For me, you it need kind to of have grated. a certain taste for it. <laughs> I mean, before Danny says something mildly racist against British people, as he does hey, in, in every I've episode. I've never done that. Okay, maybe once or twice. <laughs> but it's mainly against you, but that's okay. I mean, okay. I, can, I can say, you know, with authority that, yeah, they are pretty, uh, pretty, pretty uh, terrible. Okay. Yeah. And I don't I don't think they were terrible. Um, I just, just annoying. <laughs> it's just something I wasn't necessarily interested in. It was a lot of, it gave a lot of game a lot of um, voice and color, but in the end, 
I like to play the game how it was intended with Japanese voice acting. Yeah. I think in that case I would go I would agree with you Don. I think I would go for the Japanese one. I remember whenever uh, I got Sonic and the Secret Rings on the Wii like you know back in like early 2007 and at the time I think I had just been studying Japanese for like not even like half a year. So like cool, I could like do the Japanese voices on here. Awesome! It's like listening to Sonic in Japanese, and you could pretty much on like so many, you know, a lot of different Sonic games, even from like Sonic Adventure on the Dreamcast, you, know, you can flip on the Japanese audio. And I think I don't you know, can it's... still do it to this very day. You can still do it in Sonic Colors and Sonic Generations, oh, really? which are good nice. Sonic games, and you can still yeah. use the Japanese <laughs> option. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So how, there you how go. does Sonic sound in Japanese? Less annoying or just uh, no? The new the new voice actor uh, for. America for Roger Craig Smith is actually pretty damn good. Hmm. Um, who did Colors and Generations? But the Japanese voice actor, if you now compare it to Roger, Roger sounds now a lot better. And that wasn't the case with the previous voice actor. I can't remember his name. I just but remember he, him. He, Let's get he, down, you know, from Dreamcast yeah, and stuff like that. He was he was annoying as hell. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't believe we're talking about sonic and voice acting i mean those <laughs> those two things just don't go together for me yeah. Yeah, we talk about shinmu in voice acting <laughs> there shouldn't be any voice acting <laughs> but um but but i think but i think they do a better bang up job of it now right now with uh, sonic they know what to do that do see their mistakes mm-hmm. um and i think both both the voice acting cast are at this point so solid that there's nothing to change really about them anymore sure um and the gameplay is also can also also getting better, so that's a good thing. I dread the day when the next Mario game is like fully voice acted. Oh, don't <laughs> remind me, <laughs> Super Mario Sunshine. God, can you just imagine it? Or um, what was it, Hotel Mario on the CDI? Oh my God! <laughs> was that Charles Martinet? No, there was another voice actor. I mean, Charles Martinet. You know, he'd love to do like a full game. You know, fully voice acted game with Mario. He would go nuts, wouldn't he? He'd be going mental. Okay, question for you guys. Well, I don't know if you guys... Well, okay. Um, you know, in the United States, they had a, a really awesome Super Mario show back in the day. Super Mario by the Super Show. And uh, <laughs> Captain Lou Albino, Albano, whatever, did... The, you know, he was like the voice. He was the human side of Mario, and it was ridiculous but kind of cool <laughs> wasn't he just time. like hey get out of here was he just, was <laughs> well, kind of guy? Uh, well i will say one thing abena was freaking awesome yeah yeah it was i yeah. mean as a kid it was great to watch i mean it's yeah. kind of weird if you watch it now actually i think it's on netflix but uh <laughs> it's just <laughs> you think it's on netflix come on danny yeah. you can admit it tell um, us it's on netflix i watch it every day there okay. you go no, not yet <laughs> For me, it was actually uh, dubbed in Dutch, which was even more weird. Whoa. <laughs> I would love to watch that. Yeah, that sounds odd. Maybe fun. Yes. So, um, Shannon uh, said that this, this show, the Famicast, needs to go weekly or bi-weekly. And we do get a few comments like that, like asking us to be more frequent. But, um, you know, we do appreciate those comments, but you know, we are just a supplementary podcast to RFN. You know, we we can't do it as often as the RFN guys. Um, you know, it usually turns out to be once a month if we can. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. we hope you guys are just happy with that. Um, that's the best we can do. You know, our schedules are pretty packed, and you know, and I've got uh, you know lots of uh, <laughs> let's say lots of responsibilities. <laughs> so. Um, 
let's hope you can be satisfied with that and especially this massive edition that we're doing for you today um, yes so please to enjoy so let's wrap this up with the last question um danny why do you read this one out last one sure <clears throat> adolf vega writes first of all what do you think about peter's attack on nintendo super mario second have you ever seen any tanuki fur coats and third have you seen a real living tanuki in the wild can you tell me more about tanuki folklore and japanese history with the animal uh, and again this is from adolf vega from arlington texas I I remember when I first you know saw this news about uh, uh-huh. PETA and you know this this whole thing with the Tanukis and all of that. Oh, um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really know what to think, to be perfectly honest. Um, but um, I don't know. I thought it was it was uh, it was pretty ridiculous. So the first the first part, I I don't want to talk about the PETA thing anymore. It's been talked to death, and I just don't want to give them any more uh, publicity. Go I ahead. can say it in one word: bombshell. <laughs> bombshell bombshell I found it a freaking bombshell that Peter does all this work and then say huh, it was a joke yeah that was a bit odd wasn't it yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's stupid yeah, so yeah. I just called it a bombshell so so let's do answer this uh, are there, have you seen any tanuki fur coats of course not you know <laughs> Japanese people do not kill tanukis they're a precious and rare animal they don't go around killing tanukis. That's just, I don't know where the hell Peter got that from. <laughs> That's the, I mean, <laughs> what are they smoking to uh, to think that? And the third question: Have you seen a real living tanuki? Um, I don't know about you guys, but I actually I have. Oh, cool. And I, I didn't actually realize it was a tanuki until much later. Um, one of the first few months I was in Japan, I went to Hakone. Mm-hmm. Nice. A star. Of, it's it's on the uh, Itanoma Terebi, uh 3DS. Well, it was. Right? No, it's it not. was. Yeah, you could yeah. Uh, see parts of Hakone in 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was there and it was in a hotel near the lake, and um, the restaurant in the hotel kind of overlooks a forest, and uh, it's kind of like partially illuminated. So you're like you're sitting down, you're eating dinner, and you can look out onto the lake and onto the forest. And um, nice. this this little animal came out and I thought it was a raccoon and we don't have raccoons or tanukis in the UK. So it was kind of like, I didn't really know what it was and I kind of guessed it was a raccoon. And then much later on, I found out that it was actually a raccoon dog or a tanuki. Cool. So yeah, that was pretty cool to see that. Hmm. And uh, I don't know about Japanese, the history and the folklore, I don't know, maybe Matt, you know a little bit more about me, about that? Well, not, not enough, but, uh, so the tanuki is just supposed to be, you know, this animal that, that liked to play tricks on people, from what I understand, and so, you know, it, it also had these magical powers that it could, um, transform, and so it would, you know, transform into different things and play tricks on people, from what I understand, uh, and then, you know, you, you tend to see these, these tanuki statues outside of different uh, stores and restaurants and what have you um, especially as you go out into uh, the you know the suburbs yeah and they, they do wear a red handkerchief some of them like some of the shop owners tie a red handkerchief around their necks yep. so and in 3d land you do see that right the um, yep. in the special world he has the mm-hmm. red handkerchief around his neck yeah it's cool. Um, it's cool when you know, like folklore or something like that, kind of bleeds into, you know, gaming culture and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. When when you recognize it, you know, 
it yeah. would go over the heads of most people but when you recognize where it comes from it's pretty cool to yeah it's absolutely really that. fun yeah yeah, like really fun finding out uh, what was it when uh, they did the they did looking at what ass or something for the Star Fox sixty four um, on three DS recently, right? Where uh, they explained they basically explained that yeah, like the the way or the way they came up with Fox as the main character there was because uh, there was a shrine over by Nintendo that uh, you know had something to do with foxes. <laughs> I, I'm paraphrasing horribly, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of them feature foxes, don't they? They. Um the guardians of several kinds of temple i don't know if it's a temple or a shrine i don't know the difference but uh yeah yeah, yeah good call you see them yeah and if you played muramasa you know something like that you can see a lot of that kind of uh folklore stuff in there cool. and you know as well as foxes with large breasts which i've never seen <laughs> huh. i to look for that <laughs> yeah. i've looked but <laughs> yeah no, the other fun game franchise that has a lot of that, that stuff is uh, Goemon, right? Uh, yeah. Those yes. have a lot of really cool stuff, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see the huge robots smashing through Tokyo the other day? <laughs> <laughs> just like just like Goemon. Actually, I was asleep at the time. Uh, well, oh, well. You missed it. The, in the first part of this podcast, um, you know, the, 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 the lunar eclipse happened during the show. And, mm-hmm. you know, the next morning... I I didn't see it because I couldn't see it from my window where I was. And the next morning, like on the news, it's like, you know, this massive event happened. You know, it's not going to happen till 2014, you know, and stuff. And like the best place to see it was like parts of Asia and Japan. And I'm like <laughs> slapping my forehead like, ah, oh, don't. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> you saw it. Yeah. Did you yeah, take yeah, it? I took a tiny picture and it just looks like a tiny speck in the sky. It looks great. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. So that about wraps up the episode. Yeah. So, um, let's finish it up by uh, giving out our Twitter handles, if you do so, please. Mine is, as always, and always will be, Family Complicated. Yes, um, mine is. Oh, mine is Danny Biv. Okay, I'm Gypsy Otoko. And done. Mine is uh, Nintendo. Of course, of course it is. So yes, yes. Um, that was a pretty epic uh, show, guys. That was quite yeah. long. <laughs> actually, actually, I want to give in a little secret because people mm-hmm. say, "Is my name related to Nintendo?" Not at all, because Nintendo is actually. Related to a character of Earthbound or Mother. Alright. Mm-hmm. Alright. So, and I, I was very lazy at the time back in 2006, so I couldn't find anything else because the name was already taken, so I put Dan Bind. It, it worked out pretty well. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, very cool. That's cool. So, yeah, as always, um, please rate uh, RFN um, in iTunes. That would help those guys out. I mean, if you like the Famicast and you like RFN, then, you know, give them a review, give us a review, and uh, it'll help other people find the podcast on iTunes, because, you know, the rating goes up and people see it when they type in Nintendo. And uh, we, you had a little sampling of radio trivia, my kind of small attempt at it, um, but if you want to s- listen to the proper, professionally produced uh, uh, version of that, radio trivia with TYP, um, he does an episode every couple of weeks or so. Uh, not so much recently, but 
hasn't had one in a while, but there is one on now with James Jones, so check that out. And yes, and always connectivity, which is every week. You can hear all sorts of people on that and talk about more recent stuff and uh, all the news and everything. So, thank you, Danny. Yes. And thank you, Matt. Thank you, buddy. And Dan, thank you for joining us. Thank you. That was the longest episode of the Famicast ever. Goodbye. It's always nice to have a dual audio track, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, uh, yeah. if, if it can fit on the disc or the cart, you know, it's nice to have both. There's an outtake for you. Edit. Yeah. Just as I finish talking, the toilet flushes. What yeah. does that say about what I was talking about? That's <laughs> <laughs> the shit that I'm talking. Yeah. Nah, that, that, you that, that suck. When you live in one, one, one room apartment, that's all. <laughs> so Matt's wife disagrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost my train of thought now. Um, <laughs> you got to get out of here. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> um,